Welcome to Try Friend Heroes, a Legend of Zelda podcast. I'm Ellen. I'm Kayla. And I'm Cosm. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any Ben today. It's just us three again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to all the Ben fans. Yeah. <laughs> he said he didn't want to play Majora's Mask. Yeah, really? What's wrong with that? <laughs> well, he also said he didn't want to play Wind Waker, but he's wrong. Oh, anyway. what? <laughs> oh maybe you weren't there he just said when he was a child that it was like too <laughs> by a child i mean when he was probably like a teen i don't know <laughs> it was it was not hardcore enough for him like ocarina of time huh. i think that was a complaint that a lot of people had about wind waker but those people are wrong yeah <laughs> she said unapologetically wind wonderful. <laughs> link stabs ganondorf in the skull so yeah <laughs> yeah I think that Wind Waker, Wind Waker is not scary, but it's not a serious, it's not not serious. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. Makar gets kidnapped. Actually, multiple people get kidnapped. Like, three or four people get kidnapped. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. And you have to sneak and it's literally, so you don't I get mean, it's stabbed. a post-apocalyptic world. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. everything's underwater. <laughs> Listen, y'all... It, it looks cute, but it's just as serious as every other Zelda game, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Except for this one, which yeah. might be the most horrifying game of all. <laughs> 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 so today we're discussing, speaking of which, seamless segue, we're discussing The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Oh, wait, I forgot to talk to you guys before we start recording, because we should probably talk about the new game. Ah! <laughs> yes. Yes, let's do that. Tears of the Kingdom sounds very ominous, though. I was, I like, know, I was yeah. like, yeah, oh. <laughs> Tears and or tears, neither of which is good. Yeah, it looks fun. And by fun, I mean sad and fun. Mm -hmm. Just like Breath of the Wild. Although when Breath of the Wild was previewed, I only remember like, ooh, you're going to explore the open world, like previews. And also it wasn't called Tears of the Wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mostly early previews. It was kind of like, ooh, scenery. Ooh, open world. Although I remember like a dramatic one that had like the scene of like Zelda like Ooh. breaking down in tears. That's true. They probably did use but that. But it didn't have like any dialogue or anything. No. But yeah, I think well, I don't know if they're if the old preview for uh Tears of the Kingdom is like canon now. You know what I mean? But the one they showed like a couple years ago, mm -hmm. it had them like exploring and then they awakened the scary Ganon thing yeah. or the scary thing. But this one was all like you jump off of cliffs and dive, and then there's, like, you know, new Sheikah Slate things in the preview, and there was no spooky stuff, so. Yeah, well, I mean, the name Tears of a Kingdom really does sound like that still fits, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. the malice emerging from underground and hmm. making the castle float and stuff, and, like, hmm. Link's arm is still fucked up in the newest preview. Hmm. I'm assuming the early stuff is still the same. Okay, good. <laughs> I think, you know, it's like the new Majora's Mask to the ocarina of time of breath of the wild question mark could be same assets and <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah same stuff although they didn't turn it around in like a year this time yeah. it was like six years <laughs> yeah look forward to it though is what i'm trying to say we're gonna talk about it on our podcast we've already discussed it's happening yeah and by that i mean i just looked at the timeline and it turns out that we have time to play it yeah it mm -hmm. basically was perfect yeah. For when we were going to finish playing Breath of the Wild. So. Although, to be fair, there's still time for delays. Yeah. There uh, are. Don't do it. Don't say that. <laughs> I, no, no, tell them. Tell Nintendo don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Just let it out. That's true. Let it out. <laughs> As I recall, they usually don't delay too much once they actually have it. Yeah, that's true. They'll I usually think... say, like, season of. Yeah, they're more like, sometime next 2021. year. 2021. Yeah. And then it'll be, like, actually 2023, yeah. which is what happened with Breath of the Wild 2, a.k.a. Tears of the Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm super excited about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, once they have like a date date, they'll they're probably actually committed to that date. 
but I don't know, you know, whatever. There could be another pandemic. Yeah. Uh, we're a lot closer. It's May- we're recording this in September, so there's and it's supposed to come out in May. So <laughs> he's counting. Yes, it's like eight <laughs> months from now. <laughs> what? Guys, I didn't have to do calculus for my university degree. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm excited. Anyway, let's let's go to talk about Majora's Mask. Yay. In this game, we deeply and authentically experience Link's existential crisis after the events of Ocarina of Time, as we try to solve the problems of everyone in Termina, up to and including stopping a giant possessed moon from falling and destroying the world, all in three days. <laughs> <laughs> Did I sell it? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, yay, question mark. <laughs> this highly acclaimed 12th best-selling N64 game of all time, 12th best-selling of all time was released in the year 2000 and sold 3.36 million copies, which is the least out of all the games we've played so far, but not the least overall. Huh. But not the least yeah, in our know. hearts. And <laughs> definitely not the least in our hearts. I don't know why it was so low. I think maybe it was just getting toward the end of the N64. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, also... Uh, it is definitely very different, I think. It is. From mm-hmm. all games, all Zelda games before and after, really. Yeah. I think it is the most in common with Link's Awakening, which... I mentioned briefly when we talked about it, but now that I've played Majora's Mask again, I definitely think yeah, that's my opinion. That's true. And I also... So it has a different vibe. Oh, okay, sorry. I was thinking of Link to the Past. Link's Awakening. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Link's... You're like, Link to the Past is exactly huh. like Ocarina of Time, except there's like twice yeah. as many dungeons. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's kind of similar to Link's Awakening. Yeah. It's not as... <clears throat> Link's Awakening is more like whimsical. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Link's is kind of like the prototype dark. of Majora's Mask, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where someone was, like, yeah. testing the waters. It's like, can I go that dark? And they're like, yes. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> yes. Um, well, the interesting thing about this is that this is the first game that was directed by Eiji Aonuma, as opposed to Shigeru Miyamoto and uh, Yoshiaki Koizumi previously. Mm-hmm. And something that I learned while I was researching for this that I didn't know, like, I didn't find out until this time, is that Eiji Aonuma was brought into design the levels for ocarina of time like the 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 dungeon levels and like the reason that he was brought in this is like a quote in an article was that like nobody else could design nobody could design in 3d nobody could design the levels in 3d and he was like really <laughs> like, but yeah so they he's like background as before going to nintendo like his background in in art was in like puppetry Mm-hmm. so he oh, yeah. i guess I because he understood like mechanics and mm-hmm. stuff yeah apparently it was like they were like you do this and he was like okay and then he did <laughs> he did yeah. so you have agio numa to thank for the water temple you're all welcome yeah. <laughs> oh. he had really good 3d instincts because those are some very 3d levels mm-hmm. it's such a great idea so many great mm-hmm. ideas right and then actually i think in majora's mask um so he directed this game and then others were brought in to do like the the things that like you know, to make levels and things. So that was something that kind of like set the standard for interactivity in the levels in, in this game. So it's very interesting. And I think he's still one of the like main directors or whatever in the series. I don't know exactly what his title is, but he also heavily influenced Zelda going forward. So be excited. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a name you recognize when if you're into Zelda. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, that guy. That guy. I heard about that guy. <laughs> yes. Anyways, time to seamlessly segue into the real story instead of my <laughs> <laughs> real story. 
<laughs> my pithy summary about existential <laughs> crisis, which is definitely 100% true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, existential <laughs> crisis, the video game. <laughs> you were like, I had feels when I was playing this game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I see what she meant when mm-hmm. I was playing it. <laughs> it's like a lot of the feelings were, mm, don't like that. But... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, another horrifying mask transition. Yeah. Mm. And like things where you're like, oh, good. It's like... Like it, <laughs> you put on the mask and people are like, oh, it's you. Yeah. I recognize you. And you're like, uh, like, well, I'm glad the game mechanic is like working and I'm like getting to where I need to go. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, good. It worked. And then you're like, wait a minute. It works. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. just slightly disturbing. Yes, that people think- thinking about the ethical implications of impersonating this dead person <laughs> for a while. <laughs> They're like, like, what happens when you leave? Although they won't, I mean, yeah. What happens when you, you're gone? Mm-hmm. Like their mask. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> this is these are the questions that Majora's yeah. Mask leaves you. They're with. all like just... definitely dead. Like that happened yep. before the time reset. So there's multiple no... <laughs> multiples of them have like technically like... Macau dies in front of you, but his injuries were before you found him. So. He was yeah, he was wounded before. He's floating there in the ocean, and then the the guy in the marine lab is like, oh yeah, did you see that like dead Zora in the water? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice him, and now I'm really disturbed. Why didn't you do anything? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, Daruni is already dead, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have to open the grave, and he's like, my soul, take my soul. And mm-hmm. you're like, "I do I want to do this? I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> and then even at the end, the, like, Tiku scrub <laughs> is, like, there in the credits. And I was like, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... I mean, they they go about who the Deku Scrub is. Um, in the palace, there's a butler that you yeah. race against. And he's like, oh, you look just like my son or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was his son. That yeah. You... And then you see him like crying in front of that. Like, yeah. It's sad in the credits. Tree you see at the beginning. Mm, yeah, yeah, so you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it was true. Mm-hmm. That butler took me a really long time. I don't know. Yeah, I had some trouble with that. You're like, you're a plant. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You're pretty sprightly as a Deku, too. Oh, I love his spinning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the little Hoffins. Yeah. Yeah. Floating. He has really cute noises. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Even when he gets hit by things. (laughs) I like all Link's voice, different voices in the different masks, Mm -hmm. which is uh, something that I guess we can talk about later. But yeah, Mm -hmm. his little Deku voice and his gargly Zora voice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, story time. <laughs> Tell us what happens because what the hell? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. It starts out with uh, young Link having been returned to his childhood time by Princess Zelda after defeating Ganondorf. And after meeting the young Zelda again and preventing Ganondorf's rise to power, he left Hyrule alone, tired of the fight and seeking out his lost friend, Navi the fairy. Off to a good start. <laughs> Uh, while riding through a dark wood on Epona, Link is suddenly jumped by an imp called the Skull Kid, who wears a strange and frightening mask, and his two fairy companions, the siblings Tattle and Tail, which are great names, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a good fun. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's thrown from Epona, knocked briefly unconscious, and when he comes to, he finds the Skull Kid has rummaged through his belongings and is now playing with the Ocarina of Time given to him by Zelda. Link tries to get it back, but the Skull Kid jumps onto Epona's back and flees on the frightened horse. Link pursues him through the woods, but ends up tumbling down an impossibly long and dark tree hollow, strange visions twisting around him as he falls. He somehow lands safely, and the Skull Kid floats ominously in front of him, the eyes of the mask seeming to glow. 
He sneers that he got rid of that stupid horse, then declares that there's no way Link can beat him as he is now. Power emanates from the mask, and Link writhes in pain as a nightmare vision overwhelms him. When he comes to his senses again, he finds he's been transformed into a Deku scrub. <laughs> the Skull Kid laughs cruelly as Link understandably freaks out over this. He floats out of the room with Tail at his side, but Tattle stays back to keep Link from following and winds up getting left behind. She immediately pivots to blaming Link for this and insists that he has to help her get back to her brother, though she does also grudgingly apologize for the whole mugging thing. Not the the cruel and twisted transformation. That, you know, that's fine. Yeah. We mugged you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, she does just say, sorry about that stuff. So maybe mm. she means everything. Fair enough. She's very Sundere. Yeah. <laughs> As I <laughs> described when we, when we were talking in our mm -hmm. chat. Yeah. And so Link gains a new, much more moody fairy companion for this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Link and Tattle navigate through the rest of the wooded area, eventually traveling through a strange, twisting corridor that emerges into a sewer-like area underground. As they prepare to leave through the large door up ahead, a voice behind them says, You met with a terrible fate, haven't you? This is the Happy Mask Salesman, a character who is already pretty creepy and awkward of time, but is <laughs> infinitely more so here. <laughs> yeah, why is he called the Happy Mask Salesman? He should really be like the creepy mask salesman. Well, he's happy. He's grinning. <laughs> <laughs> he's grinning sinisterly, not happily. It's not joy. No, no it's totally happy. <laughs> <laughs> all the jump cuts really make him I seem like, not suspicious at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. He introduces himself and explains that a very important mask was stolen from him by an imp in the woods. He offers a way to return Link to normal if he can get back the Ocarina of Time. But in exchange, he must also retrieve that special mask for the salesman. Oh, and he's also going to be leaving the area in three days' time, so if he could get it back before then, that would be great. <laughs> Don't you mean that'd be great? Yeah. <laughs> With little choice but to accept this deal, Link goes through the door and emerges into Clocktown, the central hub of the land of Termina, a place both eerily similar and alarmingly different to Hyrule, full of strangers wearing familiar faces. Mm. <laughs> Spooky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Your narration. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Link is stuck within the town walls for now, as the guards apparently only let well-armed children through the gates. <laughs> <laughs> You're a sword. You have a sword, so you're not a child. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> so you just like grab a knife off the counter. You're, you're, you're an adult now. Apparently. <laughs> he can't do much with his limited Deku abilities, but across the three days, he's able to spot the Skull Kid atop the clock tower at the town center, all while hearing unsettling rumors of troubles throughout the land and of the moon above, which seems to be growing ever closer. In the last hours of the final day, Link manages to find a way to climb the clock tower and confront the Skull Kid, who has seemingly grown even more aggressive and powerful smacking aside tail when he tries to call out a cryptic hint to his sister, and using a strange power to send the moon crashing down on top of the town even faster. Link manages to strike him with a magic bubble and make him drop the ocarina, which Link quickly retrieves. And as Tattle desperately cries out that they need more time, Link remembers Zelda gifting him with the ocarina and teaching him an important song as she bid him farewell. Link quickly plays the Song of Time, and he and Tattle are transported back to the beginning of the three-day cycle, just after they first emerged from the clock tower into clock town. They go back to the happy mask salesman, who somehow pulls out a giant pipe organ out of nowhere to teach Link the Song of Healing. He's the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> the thing is huge. <laughs> the Song of Healing, a song that eases troubled spirits, returns Link to normal and seals his Deku form into a mask, which he can use to transform again whenever he needs. The happy mask salesman becomes considerably less happy when he learns that Link did not fulfill his end of the bargain by getting his stolen mask back, shaking Link and shouting that terrible things will happen if the mask is left out there. He explains that the mask, called Majora's Mask, title drop, <laughs> <laughs> is a cursed object said to bestow evil power on the one who wears it. The salesman went to great lengths to obtain it, and he desperately wants it back now before something horrible happens. 
Link agrees again to retrieve the mask, and Tyler reminds him of the clue her brother tried to give them. Four locations, the swamp, mountain, ocean, and canyon, and a request to find someone at each. Heading out into the wider world of Termina, they find that the Skull Kid has caused trouble in each of these places. Poisoned waters in the swamp, an eternal winter storm atop the mountain, hot murky waters in the ocean, and cursed and restless spirits wandering the canyon. And everywhere they go, they find the people of Termina suffering. Link ventures into the temple at the heart of each region to break these curses, and as he does, he frees four giants who serve as guardian spirits of the land. They teach him a song to call on their help, and also speak vaguely of forgiving a friend. With the giants freed, Link again goes to the top of the clock tower on the final night to confront the Skull Kid. He plays the song to call on the giants as the moon begins to plummet, and they arrive to stop its descent, and the Skull Kid falls unconscious. Tattle and Tail reunite and briefly celebrate, before Tattle turns to berate the Skull Kid for all he's done. Tail defends him, though, saying that he was lonely and the power of the mask became too much for him, overwhelming his will. Tattle isn't really buying it, and readily agrees with the new voice dismissing the Skull Kid for his many weaknesses, until she realizes just who spoke. Majora's mask rises from the floor. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Majora's mask rises from the floor, the Skull Kid's body dangling limply below it. It proclaims that this puppet is no longer of any use, and drops him unceremoniously. Then summons a portal to carry it inside of the moon, still looming just above. The moon resumes its fall with renewed power, and the giants struggle to hold it. Tattle yells for Link to play the Song of Time again, but Link instead looks toward the portal into the moon. Tattle, immediately realizing what he's planning, initially refuses to go up there with him, but Tail quickly volunteers to go instead, and seeing her brother's newfound courage, she gives in and goes to help Link, though she lets them know that they're both very stupid and stubborn. <laughs> Sundere. Yes. <laughs> Stand by what I said. <laughs> it's not like she likes them or anything. No. <laughs> Inside the moon, there is an odd piece, an idyllic green field with a large tree at the center. Four children wearing the masks of the temple bosses play around the tree, while a fifth child wearing Majora's mask sits against its trunk. Link can speak to the children and give them the masks he's earned along his journey, symbols of all the people he helped. And if he has enough and plays their games, they'll gift him with a powerful mask before the final confrontation. When Link speaks to the fifth child, he also wants to play a game. A game of good guys and bad guys. You're the bad guy, and that means you run. With that, Link is transported to a strange, otherworldly room, where he finally fights and defeats the malevolent spirit within Majora's mask. When the spirit falls, the moon returns to the sky, and a new day dawns. The people of Termina celebrate, and the four giants speak to the Skull Kid, revealing that they all used to be friends, and that they forgave him for all he's done. The fairies, too, forgive the Skull Kid, and cheered by this, he asks Link if they can also be friends. Nearby, the happy mask salesman picks up the empty Majora's mask, noting, with maybe a bit of disappointment, that the evil power has disappeared from it. He bids Link farewell and continues on his travels, noting that Link should probably return home as well. Tal agrees with this, hurrying Link along in her sundary way, <laughs> and waiting until he's far out of earshot before quietly saying, Thank you. The credits roll over scenes of all the people Link helped along the way, and ends with him riding back through the forest out of Termina, past a drawing made by the Skull Kid of him and all his friends. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that the sale mask salesman seemed disappointed that the mask wasn't evil anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't feel like Skull Kid was like, can we be friends? And like Link doesn't say anything. I feel like that yeah. conversation was unresolved. Yeah. And it's like, they became friends. Except it's like just a drawing of... I think at that point Skull Link's Kid. just like, God, I'm so tired. <laughs> he looks kind of fed up with all this bullshit. 
Like, he he has a very world-weary expression in this game. (laughs) He just, like, gets on a pono without saying anything, and they're all, Mm -hmm. like, all the, you know, like, Tattle's like, thank you, you know, but but Link is just like, whatever, man, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Which is legit, because this is a lot. He did a lot of work. Yeah. First he he, fucking he saved... just came off of Ocarina of Time. And then... Right, so he just saved the world from Gen, and, and now here in Termina, it's like fucking Majora taking over. <laughs> I'm gonna crash the world with the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one of the most terrifying images in video games, that moon. <laughs> I was, um... So I, like, quote-unquote, live-streamed this through my webcam pointed at a 3DS, because that's how I played this game, <laughs> to mm-hmm. my sister. And I got to that part in the first day where you go to the observatory... And she was like, get ready for the most disturbing thing in your life. And I looked up the moon and I was like, ah! And she was like, I told you. <laughs> Every time you see the moon phase, it's just like, ah! And then like go back to playing the game, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It gets damn close, too. Like, I was messing around like in the last oh, hours disturbing. of the final day. And I looked up and I'm like, Jesus, it's right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's disturbing. Yeah. And they like made it, it looks basically the same in 3DS version, but I think it's slightly more disturbing mm-hmm. it's like enhanced mm-hmm. high definition yeah. disturbing movie yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh we got a pretty interesting cast of characters this time yes so we got uh not our typical trio we got link but no zelda or ganondorf uh, mm-hmm. zelda appears briefly in a flashback but that's it and like we said it's a much more world weary link this time mm-hmm. <laughs> he's done with all this shit well he's an adult mm-hmm. in a child's body because he yeah. remembers everything from mm-hmm. ocarina of time but nobody else does mm-hmm uh, we got the Skull Kid, who is implied to be one of the uh, imps you taught a song to in the uh, first game. Yeah, he's like in a... In the uh, uh, Secret Woods, or Lost Woods, whatever. Lost Woods. Yep. He's like a Kokiri that got lost in the woods, and then you teach him Saria's song, which I don't remember doing, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we played it's Ocarina of so, Time. Yeah. It's a side... Yeah, I know, it's a mm-hmm. side thing. Who um, has a pretty interesting story, like... That you get through like different bits of lore throughout the game, where like he was friends with these giants, and when mm-hmm. they decided to become guardians of the land, he felt like left behind and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. acted out and stuff. Uh, then we got his buddies Tattle and Tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has not one fairy but two. Mm-hmm. And Tattle becomes your companion in this game. I feel like Tattle is a direct response to all the criticism of Navi. Like, <laughs> it's like instead cause... of being helpful, Tattle is sassy. Yeah. Like... yeah. Well, I mean, she's got more of a personality. She's more involved in the plot, and mm-hmm. her they like change yeah. her alert to be just a little chime instead of the yeah. hey, listen, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any. I didn't have any problems with Navi. I I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like mind it, Navi, but... but I definitely think the yeah, like the chime is less obtrusive and mm-hmm. the chime is easier to ignore for sure. Mm-hmm. And I do like Tattle's personality. She's fun. <laughs> I think one of my, my issues with Navi was that, like, she would interrupt you in the middle to say something very obvious. <laughs> and, like, you couldn't skip it. It wasn't like, hey, I have a message for you. It's like, hey, did you see that guy that, like, fell down that hole? You probably want to go down that hole, too. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, of course. I, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I play video games. Yeah. Or, like you walk up to a locked door and she's like, this door's locked. And it's like, yeah. thanks, Navi. I <laughs> couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. I like with Tattle, how like every time you like ask for advice on an enemy or whatever, she'll like give you a hint and then just be like, God, haven't you figured it out yet? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you fight this before? It's, it's like, like, aren't you yeah. stupid? <laughs> like, you know, all those other times that you fought things and you did this thing, right? And it's like, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got the happy mask salesman, which what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on with that guy? Who knows? I don't know. Um, it's so creepy. How does he have jump cuts in real life? Yeah. <laughs> That's super unsettling. He's got, like, yeah. no, transi- so unsettling. He's got no transition animation. He just mm-hmm. jumps from pose to pose. Yeah, yeah it's so 
I mean, like, I think it's the desired effect of him being mm-hmm. creepy and untrustworthy, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's disturbing. Yeah, it's it's a cool effect. I don't really do stuff like that anymore. I, like, play with the... No. That kind of, like, the visual aspect of video games like that. Yeah. Except for, like, typical, like, you know, horror glitchy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Master Salesman, I remember hearing, I don't remember if this is true, but was he, his, like, appearance based off of Shigeru, Shigeru Miyamoto? <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What does Shigeru Miyamoto look like? He could be. He does have kind of a manic grin. Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear an unrelated inside joke that there's this dialogue where the mayor is like, don't bring my wife into this or keep my wife out of this or whatever. Apparently they, they're all working super long hours to try to finish this game because Nintendo, at the time that this game came out, Nintendo started having a lot of competition from like the PlayStation and other consoles. Mm-hmm. And so they felt like they needed to produce good games faster and then they felt like since they had the engine and stuff from Ocarina of Time that it would be easy but like obviously it wasn't and so the there were a lot of people the team size started off small but it increased substantially and then they all worked a shit ton to finish it as quickly as possible and so apparently they were all like you know feeling guilty about being away from their families and so a lot of people would say it was a, a phrase that people would say, like, don't bring my wife into this or whatever. <laughs> so they added it in the game, which I think is kind of sad and funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's very, ironic. A very Japanese way of responding to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I hear you. Let's put this dialogue in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know about... I don't know if his uh, appearance is based on Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> um, I, right. From what I'm looking at real fast, it looks like that may not be officially confirmed. But apparently, Tingle is based off of Koji Kondo. <laughs> Does Koji Kondo have like a little uh, goatee and stuff? Uh, <laughs> Does he dress I... like a fairy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I, I see. Hold on. I can send yeah, this. no, no. His face shape does look like Tingle. Uh, I'm not even. Hold on. <laughs> I I see it. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> oh, what did Cosm send? <laughs> oh, they were they okay. They became uneasy when asked if T- oh, the the developers were uneasy when asked if Tingle was meant to be Koji Kondo, so <laughs> they didn't actually confirm that either. But maybe they did. You know, you mean by not con- by not confirming? Yeah, unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> he definitely doesn't not look like Tingle. But yeah. he's also not a thirty-five-year-old fairy. Quote, unquote, fairy. Uh, so yeah, this is Tingle's first appearance. Yeah, speaking of Tingle. <laughs> Iconic. Like, hey, it's Tingle. I like how Tingle's like, don't steal my catchphrase. And it's like, oh, yeah. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> <laughs> also like that you can just buy maps, which is pretty convenient, mm-hmm. actually. Like, yeah. I never didn't have enough money to buy. I think there was only one time, like the very beginning of the game, I couldn't afford to buy like both of the maps at the same time that you can mm-hmm. buy whenever you encounter him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so convenient. Yep, yep. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I just, shut up and take my money, Tingle. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like how you can meet Tingle's dad, who's, like, deeply embarrassed by him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you can meet Tingle's dad. That's funny. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the guy who runs the, um... Fishing boat. The, the photo contest at the... Oh! The boat shop. Okay, I see. And if you, like, I take see. a picture of Tingle to him, he's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tingle's like, I'm still waiting for my fairy. And you're like, okay. Okay, yeah. Tingle. <laughs> Tingle is uh, quite popular in Japan and has multiple spinoff games, but uh, At least not very spin-offs. popular in, uh, in uh, yeah. the West. <laughs> I guess people just aren't enamored with Tingle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
my first uh, experience with Tingle was on the uh, Great Bay stage of Super Smash Brothers. Melee. No, yeah. Um, and I'm just like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> my first encounter with Tingle was Wind Waker, but everything is sort of like chibiified and like mm-hmm. exaggerated mm-hmm. in Wind Waker. So I was like, yeah, whatever. He's just a Wind Waker character. No, no, he's always like yeah. that. That's what he looks like in every game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he looks exactly the same in Wind Waker as he does in Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then I say the other most significant characters are the uh, spirits that occupy your masks. <laughs> yeah, the most disturbing characters. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which like as we said, explicitly you have Darunia in the Goron mask and Mikau in the Zora mask and then implicitly the uh, Deku butler's son in the Deku mask. Mm-hmm. And then yourself, question mark, in the... Yeah. What's it called? Fierce deity mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some kind of, like, other powerful spirit, it seems like. A fierce deity. But yes. But like you. Mm-hmm. And see you, but Shoshomaru. Yes. <laughs> Inuyasha. <laughs> yeah. I stand by my comparison. <laughs> and I'll refuse it's to not not there. <laughs> and then just sort of a general shout out to all the various NPCs in the game who are pretty fleshed out for a uh, you know N sixty four adventure game because you got all these little stuff. Yeah, like you see them like they got they do different things throughout the day and across the three day cycle and. Mm-hmm. See them like have different reactions to the moon falling. Some of them start freaking out, and some of them are like, "I'm staying." And I don't think it's gonna fall. And you're like, yeah. "I, I've seen it." It's like, like it's literally two inches in the above my head. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And a lot of them have like little side quests involved, where you can, you know, solve their problems and help them out. Yes. Oh yeah, Ellen. Yes, Kasim. Uh, did you ever end up letting the moon fall? Oh, I watched it on uh, YouTube. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm too scared to touch my save file. That's in- fair this game i mean i could have made a new i was what, what i was planning to do was make a new one and then i just didn't get around mm-hmm. to it but i was like you know what the internet can answer this for me yeah. yeah actually i was looking for a video of the difference in the sound in clock town which we'll talk about later mm-hmm. oh. and the yeah. person who made that video just let the moon fall and i was like this is great i want to see everything all at the same time so helpful <laughs> perfect mm-hmm. yeah. it was disturbing cosm just to <laughs> clarify yeah. <laughs> yeah i remember um I didn't do it this time, but I always, but I was like, I always want to see, uh, I think I told you, this is technically the first Zelda game I ever played because I played the little demo stations at <laughs> Best Buy. And it's just like, you know, no one ever got very far because it's the demo station at Best Buy. So you just <laughs> Deku Link running around uh, Clock Town with a little timer going down. And I'd be like, what's going to happen when the timer goes down? But I was never there. <laughs> I was never mm. around long enough because, you know, parents would be like, time to go. If you had been there, you would never have played any Legend of Zelda game ever again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is like, it's like watching a bomb go off. It's like horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as the bosses go, we don't have a lot because we've only got the four mm. yeah. temples, which I think is the fewest amount of dungeons in any Zelda game. Mm. Probably. Any normal Zelda game anyway, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Spinoffs do weird things um but you got the four mask guardians which are odalwa goat <laughs> georg and twin mold <laughs> i feel like a kind of castle also deserves a little special shout out that's yeah I, yeah you got a couple like mini dungeons like yeah. the pirates fortress and the mm-hmm. castle and stuff yeah Icona castle i guess doesn't technically mm-hmm. count i guess the stone tower is the dungeon itself mm-hmm. but yeah you got to fight like the three skeletons like the king and the two mm-hmm. uh whatever they're called you know serpents i don't know whatever yeah. his two uh lackeys yeah there's and that's like kind of a long fight it's like it's mm-hmm. bigger than a mini boss but smaller than a boss you know what i yeah. mean yeah 
There's a lot of mini bosses in this game, and a lot of them are pretty yeah. neat. Which is mm-hmm. why I don't understand why they kept reusing that Wizrobe boss. Like, they had so many different ones. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to fight you again. Yeah. You were annoying the first two times. <laughs> but there's the thing with the big eye mm-hmm. uh, in the stone tower. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I remember that one, yes. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of like a... I don't know how to describe it. It's like um. Wasn't it like a floating thing with a, like a sha- okay. shadow of bats that you had to like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was think, I was thinking about something else, but there was that. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you, the the dudes in the hallway like shoot lasers out of their eyes. Yeah, they have lasers oh, in their oh, eyes, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. called they kind Igors. Of like a, <laughs> Igor, yes, that's yeah. what it's called. It also looks like a what's that Pokemon? Not like a Wobbuffet Whooper. No, 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 no. It has like arms. It has like four limbs. Oh, it's Garchomp. I finally remembered. Oh, okay, I can kind of. It see kind it. of looks like that, but with a big eye instead of a shark head. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> It has like arms, like kind of fin-shaped arms. It's fine. You know what? I, I stand by what I said, just like Shishomaru or whatever joke I just made. <laughs> but yeah, there is the, there's also the thing with the eyes where you take the goop off, mm-hmm. um, just like in that other game yeah, like that a we 3D played. Version of one of the Argus to the past bosses. The know. boss's name is Argus. I looked mm-hmm. it up. Because I was like, I swear there was this exact boss in a different mm-hmm. game. Yep. And then when I Googled, like, I surrounded by goop hookshot. <laughs> like, to the past, it was like... <laughs> There's another eye boss with a bunch of little eyes in mm-hmm. Link to the Past. And it kept being like that. It's called Vitreus is the mm-hmm. name of the boss. But there was... Yeah, Argus is the one that's like a, a blob. Like a thing with an eye as mm-hmm. many Zelda bosses are, as we discussed before, yeah. <laughs> surrounded by, like, little bubbles that you have to pull off with the hookshot, which was basically the same boss. Mm-hmm. But in 3D now. Yeah. Because it's an N64 mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Then, of course, you got Majora, who's very freaky. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also Russian Makes dances. weird noises and dances around. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah all the screaming sound effects. Variety yeah. <laughs> of distorted screams were mm-hmm. and then like moves really fast like runs mm-hmm. around really fast in the second Ooh, yeah, phase yeah, yeah. and then the first phase just has that like weird floating tendril hair yeah mm-hmm. none of the fate and then the last one had whips and i was like are we really like i read the description it turns into like a whip monster with whips and i was like we're doing this in a children's <laughs> video game i guess like i don't know anyway whatever <laughs> disturbing mm-hmm. <laughs> also majora said we're evil but majora's evil obviously right yeah right yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> right sure <laughs> uh then as far as basic enemies you've got a lot that are uh, come over from ocarina of time i think the most notable new enemy is the choo-choo oh which is that kind of becomes those? a staple going forward so all the goo on the field is choo-choos yeah okay mm-hmm. they have eyes well i guess choo-choos have eyes they just have a different shape where they look like lava fett as cousin <laughs> described mm-hmm. earlier yeah. but no in this game they kind of look like more like pointy like slugs Mm-hmm. There was the electrified choo-choos in the old game, though. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, they weren't choo-choos. Though. No. We've had, but like, they're... other kind of jelly-type enemies oh, before, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, it's also where they kind of get their sort of standard function, where they hold, like, useful healing things inside mm. of them in some form. Later yeah. on, it'll be like you scoop up the chew jelly that they drop, and you can, like, <laughs> make potions and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. You can make it explode in Breath of the Wild, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I got. <laughs> <laughs> good well there's the rats with with bombs on their tails right isn't that a new enemy too oh yeah yeah i said yeah. they were super notable because they don't really come back that much oh well, that's fair mm-hmm. i do like that they're they're called real bomb chews 
<laughs> is that really what they're called? I was yeah. just thinking it's a real bomb too. Yeah. I just thought that. That's funny. Uh, Kapora Gabora came back briefly too in like yeah. the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are you here? This is like the mm-hmm. mountain. Yeah. I was like, oh, you wouldn't think that I would just like never see you ever again. And it's like, mm-hmm. I did kind of think that. Why are you yeah. here? <laughs> it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of like doppelganger characters in this game, mm-hmm. which is like obviously to save on time. Dev- yeah, obviously to save on development time because they have yes. a short time period, but it also works to make Termina this really eerie kind of alternate mm-hmm. universe world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's a couple characters who seem to be the same and were like able to cross the boundary like Link, like uh, mm-hmm. the happy mass salesman and uh, Gabora mm-hmm. Gabora. I mean, it's implied that you can ride from Hyrule to Termina on a horse. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's implied that they're like the same universe like there's the same sort of like physical space but well, i'm not sure if you can like physically ride through it or if you have to go through the weird oh maybe it's like twisty corridors and falling through the tree trunk for with weird things floating around you like there's definitely some otherworldly transition from hyrule to termina well even like the opening scene is also in like the misty woods so it could also be that too Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah whatever so there was an owl (laughs) like gavora gavora yeah i think some um some sources suggest that Termina is like a very like Link's Awakening, and that it like disappears after Link leaves, and because it was like created by the evil of Majora's Mask or something. It could be. That's not really implied in the game itself, and yeah. I think I prefer it just being like an alternate dimension or something. But you kind of have like the <laughs> same sort of like races or whatever you want to call them in Hyrule, like um, mm-hmm. the Zoras and the Gorons mm-hmm. and the Gerudos and the Scrubs. And the Deku scrubs. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. the business scrubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and the, like, whatever, Deku. So, yeah, it could be, like, an alternate world kind of thing. Like, ta- it's a place, like, you can you can travel through time in Ocarina of Time, but you can control time in Termina. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's a different place. Well, um, I mean, I think one of the things, the 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 theories that I've heard, and I don't know how prominent is but like link got lost in the lost woods and this is his like transformation into a stalfos or something mm-hmm. like that um because he's just been lost for so long and mm-hmm. like yeah there's a lot of like uh you're dead and this is the <laughs> five stages of grief as mm-hmm. you accept it kind of theories around this game so could be mm-hmm. so after playing it this time i have my own take on it that i don't i mean i haven't looked a whole lot but i also haven't seen a, before is that like because I hear that it's like yeah you're going through the the four the five stages of grief with it's Link going through the five stages of grief, but especially after talking to the Moon Children, mm-hmm. um, when you get the masks it and and hearing the story of the Skull Kid, I I almost feel like it's going like he's going through the the grief mm-hmm. and the depression of of losing his friends um, the giants and all that, and I don't know. It just it that that to me makes a lot of sense. And, I don't know. So you're um, the Skull Kid self insert avatar. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is like fever dream or whatever. Right, just like the windfish. Well, I was just about to say it's like uh, Link's your therapist. Yes, it's like like Link's awakening. Well, it's like Psychonauts. He just went into the Skull Kid's mind to solve his em- emotional problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is a good theory. I <laughs> I didn't think about it that way, but like. The the things that the moon kids say, which is super fucked up, but it's, <laughs> I mean that I mean just just makes you think, which is and like it's crazy because it's like this game is like oh cool, but like weird when you're <laughs> if you think about it for more than two seconds, like when you're doing stuff in the game, you're like oh it's really good that these masks are worked, 
Mm-hmm. But then you're like, people, everybody thinks that I'm somebody else who just like, mm-hmm. but then you get these like, so the moon kids say, I wonder, do these people think of you as a friend? I wonder what makes you happy? Does it make others happy too? I wonder if you do the right thing, does that make everybody happy? And I wonder the face under the mask, is that your true face? And then at the mm-hmm. end it's, are you ready? You're the bad guy. Um, when you're the bad guy, you just run. And like, I think it's an interesting possibility, like awesome that you said because all those things apply mm-hmm. to school kids story yeah mm-hmm. they do seem For like sure. like it's like school kids like doubts coming like being spoken aloud mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think it's like either outright stated or implied that school kid or like majora's taken over the moon and is sort of like controlling this like environment in the moon too so like maybe also inserting those doubts or manipulating them because like majora basically kind of like took over skull kid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as implied by the story too so it could be like majora amplifies skull kids mm-hmm. self-doubts yeah mm-hmm. or maybe like some of like skull kids like essence kind of got into majora because like the moon children seem sort of like not malevolent like no like they're like oh you're a nice person and, and like asking the questions and stuff like yeah really makes you think anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like late. I stayed up pretty late to finish the game, and when I got to that part where it's like, you're the bad guy, that means you run. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> and he's like, okay, want to play? And I was like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> or shall we play, not want to play. Yeah. Wrong podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this, no, I don't want to fight. Also, it's like a really long, like I thought that Ocarina of Time had a long Ganon fight sequence where you go in the tower and then you fight ganon and then you or ganondorf and then you leave and then you fight ganon in the like outside the castle mm-hmm. and there's like multiple stages of that fight as well and but this is like you go back to the clock tower to, like call with the order you do all that cutscene, and then you go in the moon and if you're giving away all the mass and you have to do all those levels mm-hmm. to like get the fierce duty mask so you do all of that, which I assume the person that I watched, because I didn't finish this game, the playthrough that I watched, the person did all of them flawlessly immediately, but I assume like you can get injured and stuff doing those. There's uh, enemies for at least one of them, mm. one of the kids. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and like one of those enemies is like an iron knuckle or something. So like there's yeah. definitely like hard enemies. Mm. So you do all of that. Then you fight Majora. So it's like quite a long Although to be fair, time. if you do all of that, then that fight is significantly easier with the fierce you get the fierce yeah it only takes yeah. a couple seconds if you just like mash the mm-hmm. b button with yeah the i also mask. watched a video of that too because the person that i watched didn't do that which was very interesting mm-hmm. but yeah you can just be like boop 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 and the battle is like three minutes instead of like 10 <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's pretty funny yeah what's funny in that um the little sort of like mini boss gauntlet is i beat the iron knuckle flawlessly i didn't get hit once but the garrow mastered like tore my shit up i cannot <laughs> get the timing on that guy <laughs> we got good at iron knuckles because we had to fight like yeah. several of them in mm-hmm. the I'm like yeah i'm real good at these guys now but <laughs> in ocarina of time in that one in this desert temple or whatever it's yeah, called spirit temple spirit temple yeah mm-hmm. it's the one in the desert <laughs> yeah we had to fight you have to fight at least like three or four of them there mm-hmm. and one of yeah. them you fight as a child <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right no big deal yeah that's what Your child this time, for. but you've got, like, you know, power, more powerful equipment. <laughs> the yeah. sword, the gilded sword, you can mm-hmm. get pretty early in the game, and then it's pretty powerful. 
Yeah. You don't have to do the like, uh, uh well, the you can get the great fairy sword also, but I didn't I bother that. with the stray fairies after the second dungeon. Mm. The first time I played it, I got the first three, and then I didn't want to do Stone Tower because I didn't want to go all the way back out and all the way back <laughs> in. Um, but this time I got so frustrated with the, the Great Bay Temple that I was like, nope, I'm done with the fairies. <laughs> I don't need improved defense. <laughs> yeah, I just did them because I was like, I assume that I must do this. But it was kind of annoying, especially like the very first temple that I did because I'm sure we'll talk about the mechanic, but, like, I did it twice because I didn't realize what was going to, like, happen when the day reset because mm -hmm. I never played this game before. But, yeah, I, like, found all the fairies and I got to the boss door, but it was, like, getting really close to the end of the third day. So I was like, I'll just restart and come back, which means you have to redo the whole thing. But I didn't know that at the time. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it didn't take that long when I redid it, but I was like, uh, I see what I need to do here now. <laughs> I understand what I understand this game now. Yeah. I had a great way. moment with the straight fairies in uh, Snowhead Temple, mm -hmm. right? Like missed one of the rolling jumps you have to do, like around the corner as the Goron. And as I was falling, I was like, "Ah, oh, son of a bitch!" But then I like fell right into a secret room where a straight fairy <laughs> oh, was. Oh yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> in the main room, there's one that's like up on the wall, and you have to jump down into it. Mm -hmm. So, and it's like mm -hmm. hidden. I think you need the lens of truth to mm -hmm. see it. So yeah, I fell right into you. it by accident when I <laughs> missed my jump. So Good I was job. Like, All right, that takes the sting out of it. I hated rolling in the I have such I don't know if it it was just me but it was so hard to control the yeah. rolling sometimes. Yeah. I like jumping on straightaways but like trying to do those like curves around the mm -hmm. corners and stuff was a little yeah. difficult. I really Absolutely. liked fighting goat though. Goat is really Yeah, fun. yeah goat, <laughs> that was pretty fun and it was easy. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I for normally I have to redo a dungeon like two or three times but I did goat right away and it was not that hard. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. I didn't even need to use like a fairy or anything. I yeah, like, wow, I think okay. they made him the easiest and funnest because like that's the one you're most likely going to have to do more than once to make it spring. Uh, I like, did a lot have of things to do you that. can only do in spring. So. Yeah, yeah, I did have to do that. I think to get the sword it has to be spring because you mm -hmm. have to go. Well, like you can't really do the dungeon and maybe if you're like if you're really good, you can get it in like the, you can do it all. In but it, but you have to days. like turn. You have to start the sword quest on like the first day. So mm -hmm. yeah. And then, but then you have to make sure that you get the gold dust, mm -hmm. and that took me yep. like at least a couple times, which means it takes like a few id game hours mm -hmm. to do the race. And so, like, I don't know. There's no way I could have done it. I had to go back and do spring again, like mm -hmm. make it spring again to do the to do the quest to get the to get all the stuff to get the gilded sword. Yeah, and do the gilded sword thing, which takes three full days. But at least you can roll and like punch the using the. Goron mask is really convenient because the attacks are really convenient. Like, you have your, like, whatever it's called, Goron ground pound. I can't remember. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can knock out a lot of enemies and stuff. It's pretty great. Yeah. Mikau's is okay, but it's not as good. Mm -hmm. The Zoro spinny spin <laughs> attack. Like boomerang flipper thing. And his boomerang flippers, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we do have a boomerang in this game. It's just attached yeah. to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I have a question. I have an important yes. question. Okay, so Lulu laid the eggs. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did someone fertilize the eggs? Who is the daddy? I have questions. <laughs> I think it's somewhat implied to be Macau. That's what I thought. My question in my notes is, are Macau and Lulu an item? This is the question. <laughs> I mean, he's dead now, but... Yeah, yeah since he went through, like, you know... He went to go find them. Literally went to his death to try and get them back. And mm -hmm. when he has his... When you feel his spirit, he has, like, Lulu floating in front of him, and they hold hands yes. and go back to the mm -hmm. band and stuff. Yes. <laughs> so. It wasn't just for the band, is what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah. For the band. For the... <laughs> <laughs> 
anytime we can quote Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> a, a like a uh, obscure quote from Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. <laughs> for the band, for the band. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> good. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that saw the implications, mm-hmm. and the the romance. Okay. Oh, I noticed. Oh, I thought it was interesting how they made the Gerudos like pirates in this game instead of just yeah. thieves. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, now yeah. we're Gerudos on boats. It's great. <laughs> This is great. <laughs> and they're all like afraid of bees. The whole like uh <laughs> the whole like uh like scene going in there is really funny, mm-hmm. I thought. And like you get to sneak around and whatever and you still have mm-hmm. to fight some of them, but it's not the same as like the Gerudo Fortress in the in Ocarina of Time where you gotta like fight like four or five of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. And then you can just get the stone mask, which in the in the three DS version is inside the temple. I mean inside sorry, inside the pirate hideout. Which is yeah. super convenient. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, is it in? Um, it's the in the main room. It's in the, it's in the graveyard in uh, N64, which you can oh, get okay. before going there. So if you okay. know it's there, it's easy because you can get it before you even start the Pirate's Fortress. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is but, what uh, is recommended if you're mm-hmm. playing the N64 game. Because well, I was going there to try, like, because I remember it being somewhere in that the the valley, and I was like, it's not here. What's going on? I'm so confused. And then I looked it up, and it was in the Pirate. Are you, did you play like, the 3DS version? Yeah, I played the 3DS version. Okay, yeah, it's was, in the Pirate Fortress. I yeah. was like, how long has it been here? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Since okay, they made that, the 3DS version. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Since like 2019 or whatever, whenever that came out. <laughs> mm-hmm. 2017, maybe? I forget. I should know, but I don't. <laughs> it's earlier than that. But... Yeah, I think it was 2015. Yeah. Only because I think that's when, I, like, I looked at my save and it's like, last played 2015. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize it's been seven years. Yeah. 2015 3ds <laughs> yeah 2015 <laughs> i also realized playing this game i remember seeing one of my friends play a zelda game as a child that had like horseback fighting and i was really nervous about playing ocarina of time because i thought that that was a game that had horseback riding and fighting but it's i think it's this game i think it was like the thing where you have to stop the like bandits from the milk delivery or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it could have been the aliens, but I'm pretty sure it was the milk bandit part. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is it. Like, I just had this memory of, of a child as a child. Someone else had the game, but I never asked them, like, what game it was or anything. I just, like, came over to their house and they were playing and they turned it off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, anyway, but mm-hmm. <laughs> horseback fighting. Mm-hmm. The four ghost sisters came back. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't mention that. The, fa- the famous ghost sisters, the Tra- Poe's. Trapped by the uh, creepy Poe collector, dude. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is the first game that we played where the bad guy wasn't actually Ganon in disguise. Mm-hmm. It was just Majora. I guess because it's not Hyrule. Yeah, <laughs> Ganon, yeah. Ganon is all about Hyrule, I guess. So Link's Awakening, kind of, although he did take the form of Ganon. So. Uh, <laughs> Link's Awakening. I thought it was like Ganon tried to like, basically manipulate the windfish to create the island to control it or something i don't think so I don't, no it's just nightmares okay. the windfish's bad dreams about ganon <laughs> i mean it's legit yeah in hyrule he's the supreme evil so it's like having a dream a nightmare about like darth vader you live in star wars mm. world yeah <laughs> it's legit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i think this is the first one where he doesn't really show up in any kind of format mm-hmm. not yeah. even as like a wizard. shadow no <laughs> Pretending to be somebody else, like you fight Majora's mask and then it turns out it was Ganon all along. No, yeah. it's just Majora. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I didn't think that a mask fight could be scary. 
but it was really scary. Mm-hmm. I was like, you fight. Yeah. I re- also read through the like something about the game before watching the playthrough uh, at the end, and like it was like, so you fight Majora's Mask, and then it takes on these forms. And I was like, you fight, you fight Majora's Mask, <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty spooky. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. The other forms yeah. are spookier, but Majora's Mask itself, the first form, is is spooky too. Mm-hmm. Mask has a good design. It's very unsettling. It's great. Yeah. It's got like drilled out holes, like a creepy hockey mask. It has spikes. It has eyes. Like, what more mm-hmm. could you want? I have a Majora's mm-hmm. Mask T-shirt. It's a great like icon of the game too. I think everybody mm-hmm. knows that it's like a Zelda thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that and like the Triforce and probably like the sword, like the hero sword. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very like recognizable item from yeah. the Legend of Zelda series. So it has it has main character energy, <laughs> which makes sense. <laughs> I did find it very disturbing that you go to you go to characters and they're like, "Hey, it's you, my dead friend." Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, "Uh, yeah, totally." Is that what I need to say to like help move the story forward? I guess. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm just here to save the world or whatever. If you think that I'm your dead leader hero, like, fine, I guess. <laughs> but I'm your dead. Yeah, especially bandmate. the uh, small child you have to lie to in the Goron village. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's you, Darunia. Hey, and also like. Doesn't the the small child's father like almost freeze to death? Yeah, like yeah. he's like frozen and he like unfreezes in the springtime. But or did mm-hmm. he freeze to death? I forget. I think, I think he, he unfreezes. unfreezes but mm-hmm. yeah, he's like I'm so slow that I'm frozen or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> NPCs. <laughs> I love the like the beginning of this game, like the first three day cycle. I think it's so good that mm-hmm. it makes you go through them and stay in that town for the whole three days. So yeah. you see how the town changes and how people react and like, you see what's going to happen if you fail. Like, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> but then like you have a good, I mean, I guess if you get the ocarina, which is pretty easy, like I had a lot of free time at the end of the third day, the first three, the first of the three days, the first third day, the first mm-hmm. <laughs> The last day, the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was like pretty easy to be prepared that you, yeah, you can go and see how the town changes. You can mm-hmm. see how the town changes and you can do like a lot of the side quests that you can do in the town mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. But like the fact that you can't get on the clock tower until like the last six hours of the cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's well done. So that's like accomplishable. But then it's it culminates in the moon almost crashing, and then you remember at the last second that you can control time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like it's also a really good like a strong opening that motivates you to yeah. not have that happen again. Yeah, because <laughs> everything about it is disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about your playing through the game? What do we call this section? I don't know. Gameplay. Gameplay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's um, do it. <laughs> so I mean, we've talked about a lot of it. It's. We're still in 3D, baby. Yeah. We're going to be um, in 3D. F- well, no, I guess we're going back to Oracles. Mm-hmm. But for... Yeah, we kind of go back and forth between uh, yeah. handhelds and 3D. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 the system is based off of Ocarina of Time, so there's a yes. lot of similarities. But there's also some differences. When we get to the like glitches and things... It'll be a little bit more apparent, mm. but just some of the the more the movement things like uh, Link now does some cool flips during certain jumps. <laughs> he does, yeah, I saw mm-hmm. that. And then, of course, you've got the masks, which are the core concept of the gameplay. You've got five transformation masks: the Deku Scrub, the Goron, the Zora, 
the giant's mask, and then the fierce deity. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the last two you can only use in the very specific circumstances, but they still do add a lot to like the changing of the game, and like it it, it gives you a very neat sense of like playing as a different ish character, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the three DS. Because the giant's mask, you now just use your hands mm -hmm. and like punch, just punch shit, <laughs> which was interesting. Oh, instead um, of using your, you don't use your sword in the three D yeah. version. Oh, yeah, you you turn into a brawler, just punch shit. <laughs> that yeah. um, that battle looked really fun. I'll say it. We'll get to that later. But <laughs> anyway, so there's a bunch of other other masks that help you do various things. Like there is the bomb mask, so yes. you can just blow yourself up. <laughs> Um, you only take one heart of damage. Or if you shield it, you take none. Oh. Yeah. That's smart. Right? <laughs> yeah, because putting a shield in front of the bomb <laughs> to keep it close to you will cause less damage. <laughs> yeah. The bunny hood mass uh, you can go makes fast. you go faster. We talked about the... Oh, what is it called? It's the one that makes you invisible. Uh, the stone, stone mask. The stone it's great mask, uh, yeah. jiggle physics on the bunny hood ears, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. There's some good animations, like, in general. In this game, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I forgot to look it up in if it's in the original, but in the 3DS, when Link swims, oh my god, his little feet start going. <laughs> he doesn't just use his one arm, like in Ocarina no, of Time. He swims the same way, but like you see his little feet, like he's kicking. <laughs> he's he's trying to make them move. In the N64 one, I noticed Mikao's legs, he does like a good butterfly kind of kick. I don't remember that from the 3ds version but i could be wrong mm. and there's a couple of fun masks the bremen mask the the one that the marching band one where you just gonna <laughs> I start really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um and then there's the follow me chickens kamara mask mm -hmm. where you start dancing mm -hmm. it's like we'll call it a dance <laughs> i mean it's, doesn't it kind of <laughs> he undulates yeah. to beat, right yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Depends on how um, you I mean, describe dancing. Uh, look, it, it worked. He picked up some ladies showing that off. Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> uh. That mask looks so weird too. It's like no face, but something on top, like a little, mm -hmm. little, little small face on top. Like it's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> Although the most fucked up one is the all night mask. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, Link stays up the entire time, anyways. But well, except for when you need to use it. Yeah. Except for when but, you listen um, to Granny stories, which isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's a total of 24 masks. You collect them and all that. They're needed for various quests and side quests. And you need you need all of them to give to the children in the moon. If you want the fierce, if you want the fierce duty mask, yes. yes. So yeah, you need the other 20. 20. Three. I think it's 20 that you give to the. You yeah, give 20, yeah, 20 to the kids. Yeah. So you keep yeah. the. You can't, the three you can't give them the three transformation ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, you get the Fierce Deity Mask. Mm -hmm. For items, uh, you've got a lot of the cores from Ocarina of Time, the Ocarina, the bow, light fire, ice arrows, mm -hmm. bombs and bomb shoes, stick nut, magic beans, <laughs> lens of truth, and hook shot. Um, you don't the get great... the long shot in this one. I think it has the same length as the long shot. Yeah, yeah. so you kind of skip range. The... It's pretty far. Yeah. The 3DS has, like, a little laser reticle. Laser sight. Yeah, laser yeah. sight for it, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> N64 has a little dot. Yeah, but this one is, like, yeah. it has, like, a laser. It's, like, a red. So the thing, like, glows, like, bright red when you land on the target. And it has this kind of, like, 
a glowing like beam that you can see when it's not touching even when it's not touching something mm-hmm. kind of like the it's like similar to the style of like the divine beasts like laser beams <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. yeah so it has this like target beam that's always there it's not just like the dot on the target like in yeah. in the ncc4 version so it's fancy you have the gilded sword. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the equipment you have, uh, you don't have the master sword. You start with the kokori. You go to a razor sword, and then a gilded sword. Razor sword's pretty cool looking. It should be the best one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like the gilded sword is like cool and all, but yeah. I mean, if they just retech like colored the razor sword. Yeah, it should be like I that, agree. but gold or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that yeah. one should be the gilded one. Mm-hmm. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Shields. You got the hero shield, which is. Uh, a rebranding of the Hillian Shield. Yeah. At least in the. Let me see. What is the Majora's Mask one? I think it's exactly like? the same. It looks mildly different. It's got a slightly different yeah, pattern on it. But they're definitely different than the Hillian Shield, but definitely a similar sort of base design. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Mirror Shield, which. <laughs> this is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Why does everything have to have a sca- like a screaming face mm-hmm. in Majora's Mask? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I made this joke in the chat, but it's like the Majora's Mask design philosophy is, but what if it was screaming in agony? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, does it shine that that back onto the wall? Oh, it definitely mm-hmm. does. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only new items are yeah. the powder keg, which does not make an appearance um, any further, mm-hmm. and the pictograph, which you get mm-hmm. in Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Possibly, I don't remember if you get it in any of the, the 3DS games. I mean, you get the camera in Breath of the Wild. It's not and called then, a yes. pictograph, but it's like the camera. Yeah. your iPhone app. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You're Sheikah Slate. What are you talking yeah. about? I feel like you <laughs> might get the Pictobox in like Spirit Tracks or yeah, I surprise. Or something. It's the same world as Wind Waker, so mm-hmm. yeah. maybe you do. I haven't played those, but we'll find out. Won't yeah, it's we? been a while since I played those, so I don't remember, but I yeah. feel like I feel like I remember some kind of. <laughs> it's just like if it, if it's in Wind Waker, it makes sense to be in one of in either mm-hmm. of those because they're like the same yeah. world. I thought, but yeah. So I mean, the the biggest changes in gameplay are from the masks, and it's great. <laughs> if you haven't played it, you should. <laughs> don't just listen to us. <laughs> Good endorsement. <laughs> Yeah. You get different. I think the most interesting thing about the transformation mask is you get different attacks. Mm-hmm. Like you really do That's get true, to yeah. be like a different character when you use them. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like like oh, people in the game think you're a different person, but like you have different abilities mm-hmm. and different that's interactions pretty cool. and things like that. Like mm-hmm. uh, the Deku Scrub can spin around, and He's I think so for certain fun. enemies, they, he just stuns them. He doesn't even hurt them. The um, dog is, like, really not into yes, Deku Scrub but, for some reason. But he's totally mm-hmm. cool with Mikau's mask. I don't. I yes. noticed in this playthrough. It's like, WGF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can, like, talk to him with the uh, mask of truth, the dog in the plaza. And he'll be like, where'd that Deku Scrub go? He just gets me all angry or something. <laughs> that's really, funny. really? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can talk to animals in this one. With, I uh, talked to the frog the mask. mask. I got the frog mask myself. Oh, yeah. And I was talking <laughs> to the frogs. Uh, yeah. I was like, I don't have time to go get all of you, but I'm kind mm-hmm. of like want to, but just not right now. I'll do it later. I'll play myself for myself and not feel the pressure. Oh, merely the pressure of the three day thing, but not just not the pressure to complete it for this show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, this is cool. I like talking to frogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why are these conspicuous frogs everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> when I started. <laughs> there's like no other animals and then there's like one frog in a dungeon you're like interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, and then the last core part of the gameplay that we talked about is the three-day cycle, right? You Everything you do is basically timed, um, and if you waste too much time, you get to the end of the three days, and the moon lands. <laughs> not gently. No. <laughs> yes, not gently. And then the people react differently depending on the day yes. and the time. They go about their lives. Um, it's very well <laughs> fleshed out. Like, you don't... I mean, there are some people who their job is this, they're a shop owner, and they're in the shop all day. Yeah. But even then, sometimes you've got, like, people who are involved in other things. And, like, most of the people aren't just like, oh, can you do this quest for me? Because, like, I just can't be bothered to go do this. Or, you know, I'm not good enough. And you just retrieve it to me and I'll give you something, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's there's interactions between other people. You see the events that come, like, play out and then they need your help. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's... I've always felt that, that Majora's Mask has been my favorite game. I think I was wavering a little bit not too long ago, but now that I've played it again, it's it's definitely up there. Yeah, I was going to ask you at the end of this if you yeah. still felt that way. Yes. <laughs> and um, I think a huge part of it is that all the people are condensed into, more or less into the clock town. And then you've mm -hmm. got the other villages, but you don't really interact with them too much. But they're all involved with one another right they're they're doing different things throughout the day it's mm -hmm. not just you meet them you get one quest from them and that's what you know them for right some people you meet three or four times for different quests or they're you know you do a quest for them but they're also involved like related to someone else and you know you kind of encounter them when you're doing someone else's quest and things like that and it's just it's very lively mm -hmm. the town mm -hmm. which is something that i feel like i don't get in any of the other ones because they're just always doing the same things they don't move around they're in their spot just doing their script yeah. and i feel like with the three days you get to see a, enough variety that they really do feel like real characters that are developed yeah. and all that i think mm -hmm. that windfall island has a similar vibe in wind waker mm -hmm. though um mm -hmm. like if you do if you stay there you go there later in the game and do all the side quests there's all this, like, town, like, goss and drama where it's, like, you got to follow this person around and take a photo mm -hmm. of them. And this person does this thing mm -hmm. at night and they do this thing during the day. And if you make yeah. it day or night, you can see different things that they do. It's kind of, like, similar in concept. But I think that Majora's Mask is, like, more fleshed out over, like, how they react mm -hmm. and how NPCs react to the moon. Even, like, when you get on the cart with, like... Uh, Grammy or whatever her name is, the older sister from the ranch. Mm -hmm. And she's like, does the moon look closer to you? And you're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like, or people are like, what's up with the moon? Or like, yeah. you know, like things. And then if you're in the town at the end, you're talking to the guards, they're all like panicking. And they're like, mm -hmm. it's totally fine. I'm totally fine. And then people are like, why didn't you leave yet anyway? Or like the bank, the bank person is like, haven't you evacuated anyway? You want to give me money or what? Which is, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite ones is the sword teacher. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've talked to uh, talked to him throughout the day, but like I think on the third day, the morning, he's like, people are saying that the moon's gonna crash. Well, ha! Even if it does, I'll, I'll slice it in half, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then if you go during either the last twelve or the last six hours, um, he's cowering behind, like in a hidden room in his shop. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to mm -hmm. die. Like this is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Just shaking, mm -hmm. and like it's. It's just one of those where, I don't know, just very, I don't know. It definitely adds like, to the whole existential, like, vibe mm -hmm. of the game and, like, the Groundhog Day sort of, like, nature of the game. 
And by Groundhog Day, I'm referring to the movie Groundhog Day for people who don't know. (laughs) But I think everybody knows. But maybe you Mm -hmm. don't, which is this movie in which the main character has to repeat the Groundhog Day every time helping people and whatever. And things, different things happen depending on what he does. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like having all those different interactions with all those NPCs. Also, like you, you also they become like, because like obviously a thematic aspect is like wearing a public face and being a different person, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you have NPCs that are also doing the same thing, where they're like everything's fine, like sometimes they change and sometimes they don't, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. that's really who they are or really what they think, but then sometimes they completely turn around at the end of the three days and they're like freaked out or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. I think that adds to the experience of playing it and also like it it adds to the game thematically yeah yeah one little moment i found surprisingly touching that i like, didn't really notice in a previous playthrough i guess is uh like the way during it's sort of part of the anju and cafe quest which is like the really long mm-hmm. involved side quest kind of the i feel like probably the most iconic one yeah. in this game so cafe is the son of the mayor mm-hmm. and the mayor's wife and uh on the look he'll give you a letter for his mother before he runs off to try and get his mask back. Mm-hmm. And you can either deliver that directly to the mother yourself, or you can give it to the postman who is having an existential crisis <laughs> on the last day because, because mm-hmm. he like lives and dies by his schedule and he wants to flee, but there's still, ske- but there's still delivery scheduled. And, <laughs> but you give him the letter, it kind of gives him something to do. He's like, Oh, this is priority mail. I got to go do this. And so he goes and delivers it to the mother. Who's apparently also the postmistress of the town. And so <laughs> it's like his boss. <laughs> And she's like, and she's just kind of like drowning her sorrows in the bar, like whatever. Everyone else should flee. I'll just stay here. Um, it's like when the post postman comes in, she's like, "Oh my, you haven't fl- fled yet?" And he's like, "It's priority mail." And she's like, happy to get this like letter from his son. She's like, "Oh, it's so nice that something good would come in the last moment." And then she's like, "She's like, and now you need to flee town." I, I, it's like that's an order. And so, mm-hmm. so it gives him his like scheduled freedom to leave. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that was sweet. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nice things that happen. Mm-hmm. Like you That's free the, the monkey. Like even in the main quest, like you free mm-hmm. the the monkey when you bring the, the Deku princess back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Macau's death is unresolved, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um one of my my other favorites is the um the mummy mask. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah. Like uh, it's a very touching little interaction. Yeah, the daughter like stops you the first time yeah. and then you have to go back. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And play the song of healing, and you know, she comforts him, saying, "You know, oh, it was just a bad dream. Nothing happened." Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very. I think I cried um, <laughs> when replaying the game. Like, I guess back in twenty fifteen, mm. uh, it's, it's very touching. Mm-hmm. I didn't cry, but I got pretty emotional when you at the end when it goes a dawn of a new day. I know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. It's it's a very <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. powerful way to. to to put that there. Yeah. yeah, after getting all those, like, really dramatic, ominous, like, dawn of the final day. And 72 stuff. hours <laughs> remain. Yeah, mm-hmm. dawn yeah. of the first day. And you do it over and over again. And yeah. you're very much in control of that. And, like, it's like you're, you're. I don't know, it's kind of funny. Like, you're in control of it, but also, like, you're sort of at the, the timer's yeah, running you're down. You're beholden to it. Yes, yeah. but it's both at the same time, where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're beholden to it. The timer's running yes. down. But, like, also you can be like, well... I'm just going to restart to a more comfortable time to do these mm-hmm. different tasks or whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. you also have that flexibility where you can control it, mm-hmm. which I felt like I had to strategically decide, like, okay, now I know that I've done... Because this, this game had a very 
similar structure to Ocarina of Time and that like you have to do a task before you can go in the temple or like the dungeon basically. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, you have to do it. You do some kind of task to get the mask to go into the dungeon. And so you'd be like, okay, I've like done the task, so I should restart and drop off all my money and everything so that I can go back and like have the full time to do the dungeon. So I would like strategically plan when I was going to do the dungeon by restarting mm-hmm. the, the clock and stuff like that, which I think is the intent of the game. But mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've got the warp right outside of each of the dungeons once yeah. you kind of yeah. get to the point where you can open them. And so, yeah. So yeah, it definitely wants you to, it's like, it's like, hint, hint, now's yeah. the time to restart. <laughs> it's a good time to save now, yeah. <laughs> you, like, you do the quest, and I think at the, I don't know, I guess, like, now, so this is, like, the sixth game that we've played. This is our fifth episode of the sixth Zelda game we've played. So now we've been, like, wow. conditioned, yeah, I know, <laughs> we've been conditioned to play, or, like, to, that in this way where it's, like, okay, I know, especially after Ocarina of Time, like, I'm going to do a task, and then once I get access to the dungeon, I'm going to have to do the dungeon before I can do something else. Uh, or like you know you enter the dungeon and then this time you know like there's not going to be a save point you can't just save randomly in the dungeon so like you have mm-hmm. to do all of it there's like an inti- there's like strategy that like, you can strategize when you're going to restart the three days is, i guess is what i'm trying to say and you yeah. have to like that's part of part of the gameplay strategizing when you're going to restart mm-hmm. or what you're going to do in the three days mm-hmm. so like if you know like for example i got to the fucking <laughs> the beach uh, like the walls and then I realized that you have to get a Pona and I was like I don't want to get a Pona because we talked about this last time where mm-hmm. it's not I just don't care about horseback riding but you have mm-hmm. to go and do that quest so that you can get to the Great Bay so I was like okay well I'm going to spend three days doing that those side quests and like whatever things that I want to do before I go back so mm-hmm. for example because yeah. I'm a fuddy-duddy and I hate horse- <laughs> horseback riding <laughs> Can't I do feel like, like uh... games. <laughs> Like she's still not a big part of the game, but I no. do feel more bonded to Epona in this game. Epona got it taken starts away. off with her getting taken <laughs> away from you, and yeah, you get a reuniting, re- reunite, reunition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a reunion scene. Reunion. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is the word I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah, you get a whole reunion scene. It's not that I don't like Epona. I like Epona as a character. Mm-hmm. I just don't like horseback riding. It's, yeah. Like I like Link and Epona. I don't want to have to horseback ride for as as much as I possibly can avoid it, which is very mm-hmm. like an un-Zelda thing to do, but mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, you get you get yeah. opponent back, and then you get to do the like uh, test run for the aliens, mm-hmm. and then you can call Epona using Epona's song for the rest of the yeah. game. I, I like her more in bigger games because I really like riding a horse around like a big open <laughs> space. So like whenever there's like. Like in Breath of the you Wild, love Breath of the Wild, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. Even like you know, there's so many fast travel points in Breath of the Wild, but a lot of times I'll just get on a horse and just go from point mm-hmm. A to point B to see what I find on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breath of the Wild has good horseback riding music. I like really like the music <laughs> when you're on the horse in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I still Breath of the Wild has really good horse animation, which is difficult to do, but mm-hmm. that's yes. uh, you know, not relevant to. Apparently, for this Majora's game, Mask. they for Majora's Mask, they said they wanted to bring a horse into the studio so that they could like. Mm-hmm. I think it was a horse. Yeah, so that they could like better animated or whatever and they were like no <laughs> yeah that, that <laughs> they were like sense. and so we settled for a plank between two chairs or tools tools <laughs> or whatever it's like yeah <laughs> i just thought that was really funny like we're doing it <laughs> another story that i read that the, i think it was the ocarina of time team was like super excited to figure out opening the chest animation which was like a big deal and they decided that they have to like you have to kick the the hinge or kick the lock before you can open it 
and they didn't want to use motion capture, but they use motion capture for opening the the box, which I guess is like a complicated animation and stuff like that. So <laughs> anyway, it's just funny. So figuring yeah. out how to open a chest in 3D is very important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a couple of fun moments in this game where I like beat the mini boss and ended up right on top of where the chest spawns. So it's spotted <laughs> underneath me and Link's like looking mm-hmm. down under his feet as it appears. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I feel like we didn't talk enough last time about how crazy targeting is and how wonderful and revolutionary it was. Yes. I don't remember what we said about it. I'm sure we talked about it, but I just don't feel like Mm -hmm. we talked about it enough. And like how Mm -hmm. I've taken it so for granted, basically, (laughs) that you can see target and that like the, the camera motion is in like a circle around you. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. I just want to call it out again. I mean, like you can Mm -hmm. see target for the rest of the, the 3d console Zelda games, but like, Respect to the <laughs> to Z targeting. I'm just gonna throw it out there yeah. again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's good. So many things. I feel like it's like influenced so many games as well. Like mm-hmm. Zelda mm-hmm. wouldn't be Zelda if you couldn't Z target. Can you imagine trying to fight all those bosses and try to adjust oh the God, camera yeah. angle? Like I can't. Ugh. How would you fight like an iron knuckle? Like I can't even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I was about to say the detarding makes the game easier, but there's apparently there's a lot of um, not like controversy, but some people were very like turned off by the three day system in Majora's Mask. Yeah, it's it's definitely stressful. It also it definitely adds some complication, especially to your, like your first playthrough. If you don't know what you're doing, you have a time limit. You you have to figure things out. Mm-hmm. You also like especially with N sixty four because with uh, one of the differences with the three DS is you can skip to a very specific hour yeah. like to any hour yes so when you had to go through a you, you could only skip by six hours mm-hmm. yeah you can go to the night or the or was it, yeah every I 12, think it's hours, 12 hours, hours i think yeah. you can go to the yeah, day it's every or the 12 night. hours yeah mm-hmm. so like you know sometimes if there's something that you need to do you just wait so that kind of <laughs> sucks um so yeah, there's I, a I, lot of that in the um the Anjun cafe quest which is a great quest um i don't mm-hmm. know if we've i guess we should explicitly say it's where you like reunite the um the two young lovers Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. like get married and decide to die together. I mean, (laughs) Um, yay. (laughs) Yeah. But it's a long involved quest across all three days and like involves Mm -hmm. a lot of characters all over the town and everything. Um, but there's a lot in the N64 version. There's a lot of times where I was just scrolling through my phone for the time to (laughs) to tick by. (laughs) You turn on the song of double time and you're just like, all right, Mm -hmm. here we go. Hmm. Well, oh, well, some time only skips. goes right, right, right. Yeah, yes. so yes, you just yes. you just don't invert time. So, yeah, yeah, so if you get, you know, you can go to like the start of the day, but if you got to wait for one p.m. for someone to show <laughs> up, you're just like, because you wouldn't want to miss it, because then you have to go all the way back to the first day and do it again, yeah. which would be yeah. a pain. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely, especially especially with the N64, I definitely see the criticism there. Um, but I mean, with the three D three D S, like, it's fine. I think it's been sort of like, it's kind of like the game has a very strong duality and so does, so do the like kind of reviews, right? Where it's like, it's a great and innovative game, but it is challenging. And so some Mm -hmm. people felt like the downside is that it's like less accessible, less accessible than Ocarina Mm -hmm. of Time, Mm -hmm. which I think I would agree with. You can take Mm -hmm. your time. Like you can take as long as you want in Ocarina of Time. You can save. You know, you can go yes. through the dungeon slowly. Mm-hmm. You can, like, mess up and try different things over and over again. Like, 
when you play and i think the dungeons in my opinion playing uh, again as an adult having played many now we've played through all of the extant zelda games that would have existed at the time and we've played beyond so like we know about other things like from mm -hmm. like the flower shooting spitting you out the like deku flowers that comes back in like wind waker so when i saw that i was like okay mm -hmm. i know what this is already so like I kept expecting my magic power to charge. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And it, and it spins around. I think you can still kind of, like, adjust the camera. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, so, like, so those, so like because we have those clues and we played the game, even though I hadn't played Majora's Mask specifically, like, I knew what to anticipate. And I think the dungeons were, like, like, I purposely restarted the days for the, the first time I did it, not knowing what would happen. But I could have just gone and fought the boss. Like, I had probably enough time. It would have been very, very tight. Maybe I could have done it. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, I, I think that the the intent with Majora's Mask was that it was supposed to be a more challenging game. And I don't feel like it's impossible. But that's just no. my opinion. And I'm not a very good yeah. gamer in mm -hmm. general. I'm not very good at video games. But I've played a lot of Zelda games, so I think that helps. If this was the first Zelda game you ever played, I could see it being very difficult to understand. Oh, yeah. Well, but I mean, I, I guess if you think about it, the only similar game was Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that was, yeah. And so I, I see it. And like, yeah. I find the dungeons a little more stressful, especially the uh, Snowhead and mm. the Great Bay. Yeah. Um, they're a little bit more, like, I, I feel like the, the design is a lot more complex um, but that also makes it a little more like it's more challenging, but that also means it's easier to get lost. Yeah. And you're on a time limit, so if you're trying to find all the great fairies and you didn't start over from the very beginning, mm -hmm. like uh, th there was, I think the Great Bay Temple in, in particular, and and the Stone Tower, I did not get all the great fairies in time. Yeah. To beat the boss for Great Bay, and then. I didn't get enough fairies and I couldn't beat the boss in Stone Tower. So I had to do that whole dungeon basically all over again. Stone Tower. With the yeah. with the exception of that I had light errors from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But like that still was like a a, a long and an arduous process. Yeah. And the fact that like you had to start over, you had to collect all the keys, you had to collect all the fairies, you had to mm -hmm. beat all the mini bosses, yeah. get to the boss. It's Stone, it's a process. Stone Tower seems to have a lot of mini bosses. It has more than the other dungeons. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it has the really interesting but challenging mechanic of flipping upside down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. It Stone was Tower really Temple. cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw, again, yeah. I watched the playthrough. Yeah, I think, saw I think the button Stone Tower on the... Temple is like a top a top Zelda dungeon in like the mm -hmm. whole series. I saw the button on the yeah. ceiling and I was like, I bet this is going to flip over later. And it definitely mm -hmm. did. And I was not disappointed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you think that this yeah. water temple was harder or easier than the water temple from Ocarina of Time. I found it challenging specifically to get all the fairies. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely a little more maze-like because you go through the little pipes and all that. Yeah. But like I remember, I, I think playing it when I was younger, I definitely found it more challenging. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm mixed. Hmm. I think it's a, I think they did, I think uh, just like Tattle is a direct response to criticism of Navi, I think uh, <laughs> Great Bay Temple is a direct response to the criticism of the Water Temple, because mm. it's got a lot better signposting, I think, of, mm. like, there's... there's a lot of, like, like, the pipes are color-corded, and there's, like, mm -hmm. little, like, 
direction arrows. It's kind of, yeah, like, arrows. Which way you need to go into things and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember liking it a lot when I played it on the 3DS version, but it is terrible on the N64 <laughs> because Zora Link has terrible swimming controls. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> They're not super easy on the 3DS, so I can't imagine mm-hmm. if it's that much harder on N64. That's yeah, well. Really the problem is you're either you're either going up, going down, or going forward very fast. Like yeah. you can't just hover in this place. Yeah. And so if you need to like line yourself up to enter yeah. a certain area, it is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. I definitely struggled with those that uh, in rooms the where the water too. is like spinning around, and you need to go into the certain doors. Mm-hmm. I would just get stuck there for like minutes at a time because I could not get myself on the right level and facing the right direction. By the time I got to the by the time the water swung me around because right. I'm going up or down, up or down, or right, slamming right. myself into the wall trying to go forward. <laughs> it was awful. Right. <laughs> Were the controls for that A goes up, B goes down? Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's like you press it. Spin R. Do you have... You know his, like, spinning well, it's like, it? Uh, well, it wasn't really. It was either, like, you start off floating on the top. Yeah. And you press B and you'll sink down. You can't move yourself at all when you're sinking. You just go straight yeah, down. Yeah, you just like, go straight you can't down. angle yourself or anything. Um, if you press A, you'll start swimming. But if you just, like, tap it, you'll just start rising. Like, you'll yes. do the little animation to start swimming forward. But if you just tap it, you'll go start you'll going go upward. Up. Yeah. But there's no way to just kind of hover in one, like, elevation. Yeah. Mm. The Z and, like, elevation is challenging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> I think the 3DS is better. It was still not... I struggled to mm-hmm. get used to it. But mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. overall better. But it was still a bit challenging. I did like Yeah, the like, there's a lot more fine control of... Uh, Available you can to you stop, in the 3DS version. Yeah. The, the one issue I had with the 3DS is in N64, if you didn't have magic, you could still swim pretty fast. In 3DS, you had to just keep flip. You do the little flip and dash, mm-hmm. and then it stops, and you have to do that again. Whereas I think in N64, you just keep going. You just don't have the magic around you. Mm. Um. So, like, for example, I had several times I had to go into the pirate fortress or something, something like that. I was swimming in great Bay, but I'd run out of magic very fast. And then I had to just slowly just dash and dash and dash rather <laughs> than being able to just keep going pretty quickly. Mm. Um, and there's, there isn't very much magic drop in the water. So mm. it's not like you have an op, like a path that you can take to help keep you going. Yeah. They provided that a lot for like when you're in the Goron mass mm-hmm. tasks, like there was always pots around that you could break. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think just swimming involved the magic at all in N64. Like, you mm-hmm. press another button to do your little shield thing. But Yeah. Hmm. Unrelated question. Do you think that there are more side quests in Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time? I want to say yes. Because I feel like a lot of the masks are... There are side quests to get the mask, which is just needed to get a side quest to get an item. Hmm. Like a heart piece or something. Yeah. I want to say... And then you still have the heart pieces as side quests... I want to say that the answer is yes. Yeah, they're definitely more varied and involved, so I'm yeah. not sure if that just makes it feel like there's more or if there are yeah. that was, more. That was but, kind of my, my yeah. take, mm-hmm. is like, I don't know if they're actually more, or if it's just like, it's desirable mm-hmm. to do them, first of all, so that you get all the mm-hmm. masks for mm-hmm. to get the uh, Fierce Deity mask. But yeah, and they take place over extended, you know, like you have to do the full three days to do some a quest often, I mm-hmm. think, to get a mask. Or to use it, yep. mm-hmm. so like there's a t- there's also sort of like time pressure that like makes it seem like it's more involved yeah. or whatever yeah. too. And maybe. a lot of them are like little storylines on their own rather than just like yeah. mm-hmm. do bring this to this place or whatever. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. buy a mask from a guy, bring it to another person, mm-hmm. and then he gives you like something. talking about the uh, like at uh, uh, Romani Ranch. It's like 
first you have to do all the Goron stuff so that you can buy uh, the big bomb to open yes. it on the first day. Oh, and then you have to roll it and out of the you stupid... Go there, <laughs> the, the then shop. you go there and you get your horse, and then you help Romani defend against the aliens, and then once you do that, you help Kremia defend the... Yeah, the milk cart. Like, milk jugs, and, like, you learn about, like, these characters as you're doing that. Like, you learn about, like, you know, like, how worried Kremia is about keeping her little sister safe, and... Yeah. Then, like, she's connected to Anju, because she talks about, like, Anju's her best friend. She's getting married. It's like, yeah, and is getting married, and is, like, worrying about her friends in town and stuff, so... And then that's kind of connected to the Gorman brothers, who have their own little side quests and stuff, so it's, like, all these... They're all, like, kind of their own storylines and, like, Mm -hmm. interconnected and stuff. Mm -hmm. It definitely improved, I guess, but expanded on the idea from Link's Awakening of having this, like, town of people who are all sort of, like, interconnected and mm-hmm. you're, like, stepping into their story that they're already living, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking of Link to the Past. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Link you're to right. the Past yes. is, like, yes. all the dungeons <laughs> in the dark world and then you've got yeah, to go to yeah, the dark yeah, yeah, world yeah, yeah. and there's, like, 20 bajillion dungeons and then... <laughs> it's, like, the one with Mambo's Mambo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the greatest one. So, like, the greatest, um, like, handheld game that we've yeah. played so far i think mm-hmm. i enjoyed that one out of all the like the pre-3d the yeah out of all the 2d ones mm-hmm. that was the one mm-hmm. i enjoyed the most because mm-hmm. it was weird and like funny like ocarina mm-hmm. of time is like that but really fucking dark it's just like yeah. it's like a similar concept it's like you have the dungeons and but it's similar to it has like similar many similar aspects but it's a lot darker mm-hmm. than the uh what's it called links awake awakening yeah. 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 Do you want to talk about wait, are there other play things or do you want to talk about speedruns? Well, yeah, I'm going to talk about um speedruns and, and glitches. Do it. Um so interestingly, um by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I get most of my information from um Games Done Quick. They're a group that does speedruns. Um usually they do like a 24-hour st- stream where they donate like they raise money for charity. Mm. Um, and it's, I think, geared to a much wider audience than, like, just people speedrunning to just speedrun. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's be- meant to be more entertaining. The focus is on fundraising. So they're not as hardcore, necessarily. I mean, sometimes it's the same per- people that are, but they're trying to put on more of a show. Mm-hmm. So whereas if you're watching someone, like, just streaming, trying to do a speedrun, they'll start and then be like, nope, that's bad. I'm starting all mm-hmm. over. Whereas they typically will power through it and just be like well that's just what happened is you i got bad rng or i i fucked this up and i gotta take two extra minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. they also do a very good job of explaining what they're doing all the time yeah a lot of them have like another person like on the couch with them who's like explaining what they're doing and stuff mm-hmm. so that the player can focus and stuff which is yes. cool so if if you like the speed running um and you haven't heard of um games done quick or i don't i I don't know if they used to be Awesome Games Done Quick or if Awesome Games Done Quick is, like, the event. But I think I... Awesome Games Done Quick is their, like, winter event and Summer Games Done Quick is their summer event. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> um, I think I just hear them, like, say uh, GDQ, Games Done Quick. And so I, I don't know if it was, like, a rebranding or anything mm-hmm. like that. But anyways, mm-hmm. there's them. And then Summoning Salt is a YouTuber <laughs> who does um, a history of particular speedruns, glitches, levels. I mean, he, he does a very good job of giving you, like, the history of in great detail. 
about different runs and and categories of runs and things like that. So um, I would give them a look if you haven't. Cool. So um, the speedrun I watched was um, I think from 2019, and one of the interesting things that they talked about is that. Oftentimes you use the Japanese version because the text comes by quicker because there's just less characters to mm. load because of just how Japanese is done. Mm. But there's some pretty big differences between the two versions, between the English and the Japanese. Mm. One of the big ones is for one of the glitches, you can move really fast. But if you fall off, like if you go up against an edge, you'll fall off. Whereas in the English version, you won't. And so you'll keep like going that direction but won't fall off and then you can change your direction to keep going what where would that be where they would have like added that in the i that's crazy i don't i don't know yeah i don't know how that difference comes about i mean probably somebody um, just like play testing it in english was like that's dumb and then they fixed it or whatever <laughs> in that version maybe I don't, know. I, I don't know if it's maybe because they have to change things to english if it changes the because i know like for a lot of games they kind of really put it to the max. Like, they used every bit of space that they had yes. um, for some of these early games. So it could be well coming through um, from Japanese to English, The just the file size was different enough that they're like, fuck, we need to cut corners somewhere else even more. Maybe that, or maybe just something about making a change just, like, altered the, the code mm-hmm. in, just, in such a way. I don't know. But um, So there's a few things that are different um, between the two, but now because of that glitch, people are typically using the English version for the any percent category at least. Interesting. Which and the the requirements for that is you got to get all four masks and then get to Majora. Mm, okay. So um, they have a lot of similar glitches to Ocarina of Time, which makes sense because it's based off of Ocarina's engine. Right. So there's the infinite sword glitch where if you interact with something the same frame that you crouch stab, the game just forgets to put your sword... Well, it puts your sword away, but while you have the hitbox out, and it doesn't get rid of that hitbox. Mm. The interesting thing is, is in Ocarina of Time, that's used a lot for battling. Especially because in Ocarina of Time, if you crouch stab, it uses the strength of the last attack you did, mm. um, which the Japanese version of Majora's Mask does. But the English version doesn't. Mm. So I don't know where that came about. Like, like again, I don't know how that, that change in the code happened, but it just did. So they didn't do it much for combat, but what they did that for is um, usually if you mix it with a bomb, you can flip and block a bomb. And because it thinks you're still swinging a sword, the game's like, well, you're swinging a sword, so you have to be on the ground. So it keeps you up in the air and you just flip and drop a bomb and you can kind of just keep rising bit by bit Mm. and you can get over walls and things like that that you're not supposed to. So that was the one of the biggest cores to the speed run. Oh, another thing that they mentioned is that if you mistime it, you have a chance of crashing your game. (laughs) Exciting. Which means that you have to start the the three day cycle from the very beginning because yeah. they played the N sixty four. So the three DS, if you save at an owl statue, you die, you crash something, you come back at the owl statue. Right. N sixty four, it doesn't go that way. Right. So yes, flipping with the bombs, um, which is something that you could do in Ocarina of Time with the hover boots in a similar process. 
it's just you go about it a different through a different approach in this game, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is a super slide or what they call a hyper extended super slide. <laughs> hyper extended super slide. <laughs> yes. So basically you roll and then try and pick up a bomb and block it at the same time while holding backwards <laughs> and you just move really fast backwards. Okay. That's the, the, the super slide. The hyper extended is, um, you do the same thing, but you, the, the setup, the controls is a bit different and then you can, Z target to keep changing your angling so you can move around essentially in a circle if if the 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 field is big enough or um so the biggest time they used that was to get to snowhead they didn't get the the lullaby they did the super slide and because they didn't fall off a wall they would be blown in a direction and hit the edge um but stop moving because they're in this this animation and then when the blowing stops, they keep moving in the direction they need to. And, you know, it takes some Let's time. But around the sleeping Goron. Kind of. Because, you know, there's that little bridge that goes... Yeah. that it's, it's not a straight bridge. And because of that, they can, like, position themselves so when they get blown, they get blown to an edge, mm. which they won't be jumped off of. And then they just keep going. Mm. And they make sure that they're positioned for the next blow. And then you use that to f- climb all the way up without getting hit by the um, the boulders, and you make it into the dungeon. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, they use it a couple times. I do. I always love when you talk about this, and it's like, yeah, you hit these three things and block at the same time and jump backwards and <laughs> press Z, <laughs> and then you're good to go. And I'm always like, all right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly um, what I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there is another glitch that's really interesting in west clock town okay um you you after the load zone to go back into south clock town um you still you like it it has the same initial structure with the clock tower and um the little i don't boarded the wooden like structure with the owl on it mm-hmm. If you skip that loading zone, you go over the wall, don't hit it, and land in that area, that is a real owl that is in the game and is different from the one in South Clock Town. What? So if you activate that one, it fucks up the system. And I, I, They didn't explain it this way, but I'm pretty sure this is what happens, is you have activated... They're like, okay, you activated owl one... And then you activate this one and it thinks that you activated Owl 0, let's say. Yeah. And so now, every time you try and teleport to a different to an Owl, it'll take you to the next one in the system. Oh. Um, and so now you can start teleporting to areas that you haven't been yet. Mm. It'll just take you there. And then once you're there... Yeah, you can um, activate the Owl and then you can teleport to the next one. It actually activates the Owl for you. Um, when you teleport there, because if you're teleported there, obviously it's activated, right? So, <laughs> yeah. the, so and which uh, they said that if they actually activated an, an owl manually, it would have screwed up the system, mm. and that owl would have been deactivated, basically, or something like that. So, but you just teleport in order, and you just keep going where you need to go. Um, and so that's, that's really helpful because you get to skip a lot of things, like especially getting up to Stone Tower. You don't have to do that whole thing; you just teleport there from the get-go. Right, you don't have to do the beginning part. You teleport to... Because yep. the tele- owl's basically kind of like in the middle. I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's partway through. You have to do a bunch of crap to get to the owls. Yeah. In mm-hmm. Stone Tower. Yeah. 
it's it's pretty much right at the end. You just have to do one set of um of uh the moving the little blocks to get to make that bridge. Mm. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um which they also don't even do cuz there's another glitch where if you if you enter a cutscene at the same time you enter a cutscene. Wait, you enter a cutscene the same time you enter a cutscene? Yeah. So but basically what they did is they would bring out the the ocarina the same okay. time they hit the button. So you're in the ocarina animation and then you get out of it and you can move during the animation where the blocks are moving. Mm. And what that does for you is you jump on it and you don't even have to play the, the eulogy of emptiness to like make copies of yourself and do the whole puzzle to get that last part of getting into the stone tower. You're just in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fancy. Right. Um, and then the rest of the glitches involve, so they only got two masks. Okay. The Deku mask and the Zora mask. They skipped the Goron. I'm not going to list the rest. They skipped the rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they especially skipped the Goron. Um, and what... Because I told you that they don't need a lullaby to get into the Stone Tower. Right. And for all the bo- the dungeons, they basically need to get the core item Yes. in the dungeon. Except the ice arrows you don't need. I think you need everything else, though, yes. at the end. Yeah. Yep, yep. And the light arrows you only really need for the to flip uh the stone tower. Yes. So you don't you barely even need that. But yeah, so you don't need the ice arrows. But the for every dungeon you get the core item and then the boss, and that's it. So um one of the interesting things is no matter where you are in the dungeon, the boss zone is always loaded. So mm. if you glitch through the walls and find your way up or down to the boss entrance, you enter, um, especially if you, you go out of bounds so there's not a door in your way, you just enter and you fight the boss. Mm. So there's a lot of, like, you just glitch through the wall and make your way to where you need to go. The most common way of changing your elevation is with bombs. And so bombs are very important. Um, there's a glitch that you can do in Ocarina of Time and in this game where you... You're able to override one item with the other. If, like, while you're using an item, you s- change the C-stick, the, the the button equipped with something else, it will think that that, is, that that is the item that's supposed to be there. So if you put bomb shoes in, let's say, the um, a bottle slot, it's now going to think, okay, well... Like every time you use a bottle that you're using a bomb shoe? Oh, no, I think it's the opposite. So... Basically, what it is is that when the game you reset time, the game looks in the bomb chew slot and sees that oh hey, there's nothing there for me to erase. We're good. Oh, so you get to keep them. So you get to keep them. Mm, that's yeah, convenient. and then you can also do that with bottles to make sure that you have enough. Um, so you do that with the Zora eggs. So you can get one egg, and then you just keep duplicating it, <laughs> and then you just keep dropping the same egg over and over convenient. again until you get it. Until they and teach then, you the song that they were born to teach you. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then uh, the last glitch is if you play the Song of Time and go out of bounds at the same time, <laughs> the game is like, oh, you played the Song of Time, but we didn't have a chance to ask you, do you want to s- reset? So the next time text appears, it's going to be, do you want to reset? 
So you do that before you fight the boss. You beat the boss. And then you grab the, the item, the, the mask, mm-hmm. and you can reset time and you skip the all the giants. Except for the first one, which you need to teach you the song. Oh, I see. So you can skip yeah. the cutscenes of like you skip the cutscenes and that's and then the area becoming like mm-hmm. refreshed. Yup. Yeah. Smart. That takes yep. a lot of time. The giant scenes are very does, long. Yeah. They talk very slowly. Mm-hmm. They talk very <laughs> letter by letter. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the last glitch is one of my favorites. Um, it does not actually help you in a speed run, and then in fact it. It will ruin any speedrun that you try to do. <laughs> but in the N64, one of my favorite things to do when I was just bored, waiting for time to end, is go to Termania Field, turn into Azora, shoot your little boomerang flippers out, turn to a kid, get an Epona, and run away from them. Because uh, <laughs> the flippers will try and come back to you. But and you, you cannot can just, run them. <laughs> you cannot run them. Y'all, nice, that's funny. Yeah, I, I think... I you can't do that in the the 3ds. I think if you switch the flippers, just they probably don't just disappear. disappear. But yeah, how depressing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, so that that's the the majority of the speed run uh, techniques. What's the time? The fastest time? Yeah, I have. Uh, is this? Uh, here's the find time. the tab. <laughs> all right. So in order to beat the game at all, just any percent. Is a minute, uh, sorry, an hour and 15 minutes and 26 seconds. Done by, oh, Pope Squidward. He's the guy who <laughs> did the, the the run that I saw. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and that was six months ago. So, oh, fresh time. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were talking about how they were getting close to about a minute 15 um, in the speed run. Nice. So, um, to get it 100%, is uh four hours and thirty five minutes and thirty seconds by and nope one one twelve nope yep <laughs> oh okay that's no major there's glitchless ah aha um oh and unrestricted okay so if you want to beat the game any anyway with with huge glitches you can do it in eighteen minutes and twenty nine seconds Ooh. yep less than twenty minutes nice <laughs> yeah oh yes there was one more glitch sorry in all the other Zelda games, except maybe Link's Awakening. It might be the only one where they didn't... No, I think they did... Mm. <laughs> well, in every other one, they had basically two separate maps, right? The overworld oh. map and the dungeon map. Yeah. Where, although you're in one dungeon, if you glitch through the walls, you can transition over to another dungeon. Right. Because they're all just in the same area. Mm-hmm. In Ocarina of Time and in Majora's Mask, that's the grottos. So just the little holes in the ground mm. that you'd fall into. Oh, okay. So one of the... The the only time it was really used was to get from Termania Field into the hole where the... I think it's the Bean Salesman is at. Um, mm-hmm. Or it's... It, uh, they said that it's, it's a hole that's in the Japanese version, but not the um, English version. Mm. But... It's just been patched up. It's been like cut, poured in with concrete, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you can, that area is still low in the top. map. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, so you hop up there, and it takes you to the very end of the Deku Palace, um, right underneath the little floating um, platform with the the flower that you jump into. To and that's the last one you need to get to the monkey oh. to get the song. <laughs> I see. Um, so you use the flip and uh, with the bombs to h- levitate, and you get up there, and bam, you're done. 
So you use that once, but it's another notable um, glitch through the game. Yeah, you don't have to do the whole all of that. Sneaking, yep. flying, etc. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then there's version differences. So the, the two big different versions are the N64 version and the 3DS, 3DS version. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of small quality of life changes. Like like we talked about the reticle for the... Um, hookshot. Hookshot. Um, the time is now just a bar rather than a clock, which I don't like as much, but also on a smaller screen, it you kind of need that space, yeah, the, so it makes sense. Yeah, the, it um, also is clear, like, what time it is. Like That is true. It's very clear. But I do, I do like the design on the original. It's cool. But I understand that functionally it's not <laughs> as good. Mm-hmm. And then other things that have, like, reticles and stuff like that, like the um, blowing your bubble, I think shoots a lot more straight. Whereas in the N64, it would, like, whiz around in, like, a circle. So oh. even if you were pointed directly at something, you'd sort of miss sometimes, if you, depending on the distance. Mm. We talked about some of the changes to, like, swimming. Yeah. Time manipulation is a big one, right? The Song of Double Time, you, you can now choose which hour you go to rather than each 12-hour increment. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge, huge difference. Oh, yeah. One thing... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I just was reading this article also that has some differences. And one that I found really helpful was like in the 3DS, you can see the songs at the same time. So like, oh yes, you can yes, see yes. them at the bottom of the save screen while you're playing the instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, like I used to actually know them when we played Ocarina of Time, but like I didn't remember any of the songs that I learned in Majora's Mask because you can just open that thing and like read it at the same time while you're playing it, which is nice because yeah. it has the two screens mm-hmm. as opposed to like looking at the save screen and then playing the instrument which was nice mm-hmm. because uh similarly because you have the two screens you always have your inventories down there so it's been much easier for you to swap items in and out just through a touch mm-hmm. and they give you four item slots instead of three yeah. the worst change i think is the bosses um they've added each boss to have like a big eye that you attack mm-hmm. and that's how you end up beating them um and i found the last two bosses um, Twin Mold and Geek, what's his name? Gior. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I found those bottles, uh, those bo- bass bo- <laughs> bottles, boss battles to be much more difficult. And... They were more difficult. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Goat was okay. Goat was um, fine. Goat was fine. Um, and Old, Old Walla is fine. But yeah, especially those last two. Especially Twin. I don't know. Maybe I didn't know I was doing Twin Rover wrong. <laughs> but it took me forever to beat him. And I just, I feel like that I couldn't have been doing it the right way. Hmm. Um, one of the things I heard, I, I read or saw on the speedrun is that the Twin Molds, the red one is, um, I think it basically it takes 10 arrows to knock them out. But if you do the ice arrow on the red one or the fire arrow on the blue one, you do triple damage. Mm-hmm. And so you only need to hit them like three times or something, something like that. Um, so maybe, cause I, I kept trying to use the light arrows on them. Cause like that's the item I got in the dungeon. Right. Obviously that's the one I need to that use. Would make sense. But um, also they, in the 3ds, they do have a different kind of appearance and they have those red gems, which maybe is an indicator. I don't know. <laughs> um it was it was frustrating i didn't i i mm. 
It was traumatic. Let's just, <laughs> just put it at that. You describing what how traumatic it was is like me playing every boss. So <laughs> like, it took me so long. I had to do it multiple times, and it was so hard. Mm-hmm. It's every every except for except for goat. That was the only mm-hmm. boss in any of the games that we played so far, probably where I just like was able to do it the first time without like it it wasn't and it wasn't that hard and I didn't like mm-hmm. nearly die like nearly completely die multiple times so mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that goat's name is goat I know it's yes. a goat and it's a its name is goat I mean it's kind of like a bull I also love <laughs> that all the like main bosses are like bull with mask fish with mask <laughs> like mm-hmm. whatever it's really funny <laughs> it was, yeah. I enjoyed that <laughs> mm-hmm. fishing there's now fishing holes where you can collect fish very important yeah, not really necessary to 100% the game. There aren't really anything that you get from it other than bragging rights of completing <laughs> it. Like, there's no heart pieces or any in-game benefits to doing it. Mm-hmm. One A nice little Easter egg is that you can equip the Fierce Deity Mask while you're in the fishing areas, in addition to the normal boss zones when you're allowed to use mm-hmm. it. It's cool. <laughs> so you can like stab the fish or something like what? I think just to to be able to use it more to to just see to be, the design. It to be cool. Sort of yeah, yeah, it is cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely a very. It, yeah, it's, it's cool. A very you don't get to use pleasing. it basically, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, until you've already beat the game, and you know, stuff can be fun. One of my favorites was actually not using the fierce deity, but um, later on you get the the Chateau de Romani or whatever, the, the magic milk. Yeah. And that gives you infinite magic. Hmm. And then you can go fight goat and you don't even have to worry about magic. You just go around in circles <laughs> and not even fight them. You just keep, just keep rolling. Nice. Like mm-hmm. uh ludicrous is always <laughs> advocated for. <laughs> Good. A reference that everyone, all the, everyone. Oh, absolutely. Yes. A reference for all. Yes. <laughs> um more quality of life changes the bomber notebook yeah. uh has been a little updated they have the um well i don't the, uh the, they give you hints on things that that like oh i heard a rumor that you know this and they'll give you uh an entry that you don't have in your notebook yet it's the like sheikah the the gossip stone that you can crawl inside that's that new. was new. Okay. Yeah, and that gives you hints on that was like, very trippy. <laughs> more of the the heart pieces and the fairies. Yeah. Um, so I never the other collectibles it. that aren't in the bomber's notebook. The banker has moved to South Clock Town, right by the owl statue, so you don't have to really travel very far to deposit your rubies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it was like the beggar that became the banker, which is also funny from Ocarina of yes. Time. Yep. I don't know what happened if you interacted with that NPC in Ocarina of Time. Uh, I think he'd give you rubies he for He's like, give your... me something. And I tried to give him something, and I can't remember what it was, and he was like, I don't want that, or whatever. And I was like, all right, well. I think it had to be a bottle item. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I like that the implication is that the banker just writes how much money you have on your forehead. <laughs> yes. With, <laughs> and that's with, how you've able to... Tat- Did you say tattoos? No, writes... Yeah, because it's it's like it's permanent that like he, he also, isn't erased even through time. He isn't erased through time, and also like if you're, I assume the implication was like you don't you can't be wearing a mask when you talk to the banker because everybody else just thinks you're a different person. But the banker's like, hey, it's you, Link, even when you're wearing the Zora mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I think they write, like, Link, 300 rupees on your forehead. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, let me look at you. Yeah, you're definitely scamming the poor banker. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I definitely have 3,000 rupees in the bank. Give it to yeah. me. He's <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> you look trustworthy. Your face looks trustworthy. I recognize you. Yeah. Even though you're wearing a mask where nobody else seems to recognize you. Let's see. Uh, other owl uh, changed in the southern swamp. There's one that's normally like up uh, by a waterfall. It's now by the entrance by the fishing fisher. The, the photo, photo contest. Tingles fishing. Dead. Yeah, Tingles yeah, Dead. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yep, and that's those are the big ones. Um, other ones that are just small, like a they made a slight change to the Zora. Not maze, but on the moon, the Zora, the Zora trial. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, they. I think they tr- moved from like a vertical layout to a horizontal layout, that sort of hmm. thing. Um, yeah. So, but those are the main ones. Oh, I think there's that. Is that extra quest, or not quest? Um, extra side quest. Hold on, wait. The windfish ballad of the windfish is that. Oh, is that extra? But that was a nice little Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> that they they have the the the, the main band, um, the Indigo Goes. <laughs> their main the hit song is the Ballad of the Windfish. Yeah. Well, it's mm-hmm. their predecessors. It's like the previous generation Indigo Goes, mm-hmm. or Indigo's mm-hmm. hit was the Ballad of the Windfish. Their previous singer was Lulu, who's the mother of, of the current <laughs> singer, who's still yes. named Lulu. <laughs> Don't question mm-hmm. it. <laughs> This is the least questionable thing that happened that, in Jorah's Mask, huh? Is that... Because I know that, like, typically men will be, you know, named, you know, Charles the Third and things like that. Well, I guess... I mean, you could name women? a girl the same but thing like, as a mom. But I think... I think it happens people just don't do as much like the third or junior or You don't usually get a women. title. Yeah. Or a, okay. what's it called? Um, I don't know. It's just... A, a what, suffix. Mom goes suffix. by Liz, you go by Beth. That sort yes, of thing. Mm-hmm. or you just both mm-hmm. go by Elizabeth or whatever. But yeah, I don't remember. Side note: I really like the designs of the Zora band. They were cool. Mm-hmm. Like they were all like unique yeah. Zoras, except for Lulu, who looks like Princess Rudo. Rudo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even notice that the first time I played through, though. It, oh, yeah. Something about her wearing a dress made her look right. completely different, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, well, she has that kind of hammerhead head, and she's the only one that has it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, it's Rudo," and they're like, "It's Lulu." Yeah, I really like, like the okay. bass player who has like the like the long bangs. bang fins over <laughs> yeah, his yeah, face. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I like the another uh, Phantom of the Opera. The like lead guy Evan has that like big keyboard thing in his room, mm-hmm. and there's a side quest where you can like make him think he came up with the song that like you and the mm-hmm. bassist came up with or whatever, which I thought was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not stealing music. And I was like, are you sure? It's not what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, oh, sorry, another uh, difference is just graphical upgrades in general. Yeah. Um, some designs are slightly changed, like the mirror shield, the, Hil- the not Hillian shield. Um, but overall, it's just mostly, you yeah. know, pretty. The moon looks slightly different. I think it's mostly yes. just been, like, tweaked. There wasn't anything that was, mm-hmm. like, outright changed, like, in... Ocarina, the version of Ocarina of Time with like the star and moon symbol versus not and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they kind of, I feel like for both Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for the 3DS versions, they like made the colors like more vibrant mm-hmm. um, and like things were easy, kind of like easier to see. Like the really obvious yeah. one was an Ocarina of Time in the water temple where they made the like a uh, place where you play the song 
was like very stood out a lot more than in the mm-hmm. Nintendo 64 version, but um I don't know. Majora's Mask looked like very similar to me in the playthroughs that I watched versus like what I played on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. for the moon, which obviously was like slightly different and horrifying both times. <laughs> yep. Seamless transition yep. to talk about visuals, other visuals. Let's do it. All right. Uh, starting with the exterior of the game, this cartridge was also, or this game was also released on a gold cartridge, just like Ocarina of Time. I don't know if there was like more or less of them, but like I said, I acquired one randomly, so I guess they're out think, there. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the gold stayed more consistent, but um, not necessarily the holographic part of the the label. Yeah, the label. Yeah, but I think I think I don't think I've ever really seen a white one. What's really or gray, or gray one? one? What's really impressive yeah. is that the holographic label thing is not damaged at all, and you would think that going in and out of a N sixty four would uh, would do that, <laughs> but I guess it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was impressive, and of course we have the return of polygons because yeah. it's N sixty four times, and it, this is the last N sixty four Zelda game that we're going to talk about. So, you know whatever polygons they're great we talked about how (laughs) visuals and music worked on the n64 last time i don't i didn't do any specific research but majora's mask requires you to use the expansion pack which is a memory expansion pack um for so i think there was some capability to have like more not like storage but to have more complicated things happen in the game because i'm pretty sure the expansion pack is like a additional like ram Ram, yeah exactly so um you could do have probably have like more processes i noticed that in the like the soundtrack there were more songs in the soundtrack i think for ocarina of time than for i mean sorry for Mm -hmm. for majora's mask than for ocarina of time there was a lot more like variability in the songs so like i don't know about like the data or whatever i didn't look into that but there was it seemed like there were more um and it seemed like because there was added ram you could have some more complicated things there were still parts of the game where you could tell that the n64 was struggling especially the final scene with like the giants (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that is that was rough but it wasn't as rough as like some of the scenes in ocarina of time like at the end where Mm -hmm. there's like just like white patches on the screen or whatever because ganon's exploding (laughs) or thing i can't remember what exactly was happening but i was like this is rough on the hardware yeah. <laughs> for like the last couple. Yeah, scenes. my frame rate shuddered a bit inside the moon, but otherwise I didn't really notice too many. Oh, uh, one thing, I, I, and I don't don't know if this is just the and the 3ds version, but I think there would be times where like if enemies were kind of close closing in, the the overworld song would start like the volume would lower and the the enemy song would start increasing a little bit so you would hear a little mm-hmm. bit of both at the same yes, time. Yes, I actually had that happen in this like weird glitch scene where like so like it not a glitch but uh I came out of the spring in the thing. I sent you guys a video. Yeah, it was a swamp. <laughs> yeah, right? it was right at the edge of the swamp at the No, it was like in the the in like snowhead. Spring on the mountain. Yeah, it was spring on the mountain. Yeah. But oh, it was right okay. next to the water and there's like a bee, like there's a wasp enemy nearby i finally figured out what it was but yeah i was playing like the general like field music and the enemy music at the same time because it was like mid transition and i started a dialogue and it was so bizarre it was like the weirdest like experience i don't know if that happened on the n64 but that happened to me on the 3ds and it was pretty funny but yeah so there's more fade between them at least on the 3ds the game looks notably better than ocarina of time i don't know if that's anything with the expansion pack or they just 
are better at making games, but I I don't know. I think like like I like stopped and admired a lot of like texture work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, this looks great. Like yeah. so, Ocarina of Time came out two years before that. Before this, I think because it was ninety eight. I think, mm-hmm. and so and this came out in two thousand. So the thing is, like, they already had a lot of the engine. They had worked out things like we talked about last time, like the having different size textures for graphics Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I think there was like mechanical things about the graphics they'd already kind of figured out with Ocarina of Time and probably subsequent games. Because like Ocarina Mm -hmm. of Time was one of the early games for the N64 also. So when you factor all that in several years later, you've got like advance in technology and like the kind of like, um, you know, like... Remember, like, when the Wii came out and the first, like, games for, that had, like, the control with the Wii remote were, like, crazy and, like, nobody really knew what they were doing and it was like, very experimental. And then, like, a couple years later, that technology kind of gets refined. I think it was the same with, like, visuals. So they probably, like, mm. were able to refine better, like, what things would look good because some of the textures in Ocarina of Time were, like, crazy playing it on the N64. Yeah. I was like, what is this? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, it looked, mm-hmm. it definitely, I mean, I played it on 3DS or the 3DS, but the n64 version also looked substantially better so i don't know mm-hmm. what reason there was behind it but i agree with you i think there could have been a lot of technical reasons for why it was better mm-hmm. yeah i know like uh the stone tower temple in akana valley really stuck out to me there's a lot of like like they were going for like obviously like worn ancient stonework mm-hmm. it looks really good mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it looks really like, spooky like the entry like the entryway into the temple and everything on the like tongue thing <laughs> yeah looks really good so like there was a lot where i just like stopped and looked at. i was like that looks great even like, like the moon is this blurry n64 on my <laughs> giant tv but <laughs> yeah but from like 10 feet away it's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> even the moon is like horrifying but then you're like staring like you want to look at it you're like mm-hmm. look at all that like there's like dimples on the moon and the eyes are like kind of the glowy and the teeth are slightly yeah. different like the teeth don't perfectly match and stuff like that like there's a lot of detail to be admired, mm-hmm. even though it's horrifying. Um, yeah. <laughs> in general, I talked about how Ocarina of Time was just, like, dark. Like, I had to physically turn off the brightness on my TV multiple mm-hmm. times. But, like, Ocarina of Time is... Or, not Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask is literally... It's, like, it's figuratively dark and literally dark, just like mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of, like... I found, like, the mask transitions really disturbing... Yeah. yeah. For example, we even talked about the yeah, we talked about how you use them and like control them and that's great, but putting them on, I was like, man, I have to do it again. I have to do this again. And every time it's like there's like the soulless, like empty eyes, and the transition is like a scream. Like it's not good. Like it's not yeah. pleasant. Like you you have this like visceral reaction from Link of putting the mask on and it is not good. Yeah, like it is obviously like physically painful to use these mm-hmm. transformation masks. Physically and emotionally. Painful. Yeah. And then I mm-hmm. guess, like, he's physically transforming into these, like, different people, and they're different size and shape from him, so I guess that's, like, actually happening. I guess that's what's implied, mm-hmm. but it's disturbing, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can skip that cutscene, but sometimes I just watch it, just because it's just, like, it's so, like, fascinatingly awful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's disturbing. Yeah. 
I didn't know you could skip it. I wish I knew that. <laughs> when I play this again later myself, I'm going to figure out how to do that immediately because fuck that. Just press a Just button, press I'm pretty sure. Just any button. Yeah. So I was like, well, I have or to wait through it. Might, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I did it every time. Every time you go to change. And then at least there's like mm-hmm. the fairy mask. You put that on and it's like, like the fairies are also disturbing, but not as disturbing mm-hmm. as everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're actually slightly less disturbing in this game than they were in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, they're not like trying to make you a man or whatever, like in, yeah. <laughs> in Ocarina of Time. And Breath of the Wild. Yeah. yeah. Breath yeah. of the Wild brings that back around in like the craziest possible way, but um <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember the first time I um got in the pool with the fairy in Breath of the Wild. I was like, well, uh, oh, Some of them are okay. worse than others, too, because there's the one that, yes. like... Yeah, it, like, progresses. Like, one of them just gives you, like, a little kiss on Yeah, them. and I was like, that's, like, oh, kind of yeah, weird, right. but whatever. It's like, yeah. blows you a kiss, basically. But then, like, the last one, like, grabs you and pulls you into the and pool. And then you're, like, <laughs> kind of, like, like, shiver after, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, extended the, yeah. the scene after yeah. you get your armor upgrade or whatever. And it's like, I guess it's worth it, but... Kind of like putting on the mask. You're like, I guess it's worth it for this. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, quite disturbing. And they got progressively more disturbing. Like the last mm-hmm. one that I remember sending you was like the the Zora mask, where it's like mm-hmm. I saw him die, and now I put on his mask and these soulless eyes that are like the face is like cracked. It's like really mm-hmm. disturbing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cracks coming out of the eye sockets on the Zora mask are really upsetting. That's the most yeah. disturbing part. And I think they're kind of like that on the others, like on the the Goron mask and the Deku mask. The Deku mask kind of has this, like, glow inside the eyes. Mm-hmm. But, like, Link's scream every single time is so disturbing. Yeah. 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 But I do like how Link's voice changes every time you put on a mask, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's fucked up. Some one other thing that I thought was kind of interesting is the like statue designs when you play the like elegy of emptiness. Oh yeah, because yeah. they're also disturbing, but in a different way because they like mm-hmm. purposefully look sort of soulless. Like they have this really mm-hmm. creepy, like far off expression. It's like the mm-hmm. opposite they're just, they're, of the mask. They're, they're also just different enough. They, 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 they seem like like a taxidermy. Yeah. You yeah. know how like it's not mm-hmm. quite the same. You you see that what it was going for, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's, it's, it's perfectly in the uncanny yeah. valley of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that disturbed me the worst was of Darunia because you can see that big huge slash across scar his chest. Yeah, and I was mm-hmm. like, I forgot. I mean, just not on your no body when you transform. At least you can't see mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a huge scar on there, which makes sense because he died. Didn't he die in like mm-hmm. a battle in the? Yeah, I think he's got a scar on his like ghost form. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but yeah, so there's a giant scar, <laughs> which is horrifying. That is the thing that I specifically noted in my notes when I wanted to talk about this. Um, but yeah, they're really creepy looking, but just in a compa- completely different experience of creepiness, like a completely different vibe of creepiness. I don't know how in this game. Mm-hmm. They managed to fit every possible type of scariness vibe. It's like <laughs> uncanny, mm-hmm. like um, people like changing, and then like just body uh, yeah, body horror, just straight up body horror. Like you know, just like the fear of tragedy, and then anxiety mm-hmm. from the time uh, changing all the time. Like yeah. I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy this game, but it is a scary. <laughs> it's like a mm-hmm. yeah, all kinds of levels of disturbing, <laughs> basically. Yeah. It's not a horror game, but it's very disturbing. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and there's no straight up like gore like you know it's like two feet to the left of a horror game like it's <laughs> yeah like it would not take much tweaking to turn it into one some people commented mm-hmm. that they found this game more like i saw on reddit that they found this game more scary than like horror games like silent hill and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's like it's different yeah. it's a different kind of horror yeah, it's well, yeah yeah i don't find like outright scary but it's one of the more unsettling games i've ever played it just really mm-hmm. makes you think too yeah mm-hmm. and not in a good uh, way mm-hmm. ocarina yeah. of time has such a different vibe because it's like you are like i'm going back in time i'm going through time to like save everyone i gotta go fix what i accidentally messed up when i uh, took the sword <laughs> the sword and like I'm going to mm-hmm. fight the ultimate evil. And then, like, you end up fighting evil, but, like, the, some all, another really interesting comment I saw on Reddit was, like, at the end of three days, you're like, did I help enough people? Did I do mm-hmm. the right thing? Did mm-hmm. I make the best use of my time? Like, you were sort of asking these very different questions, I think, that you're left with while you're waiting for the day to reset. <laughs> then, mm-hmm. then in Ocarina of Time, when you're waiting to transition back in time. That has nothing to do with visuals. However, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, so we talked about that, the master horrifying. Okay, so the levels. Oh, sorry, well, go ahead. Can I? Yes. So going on with that, like, did I do enough in the three days? For me, the last cycle is kind of very important because that's like that's the one that you isn't getting reset. Yeah. So, um, you know, like choosing who you help during those three days. So, um, what I often have done is do. Because I think you can do the Romani, you save Romani, and you can uh, get Kefi and Anju. Mm-hmm. You can, I think you can do both of those in the same cycle. And then, like, like if if I was kind of trying to finish the game and move on, I think I would have done that, that, and then at least saved the um, the mummy guy as well. Mm-hmm. And then in my previous playthroughs, I'd like to beat the. Um, the four dungeons just have those be beat too before i fought the boss uh majora so you go and fight the boss again in each dungeon before fighting majora yeah interesting i've seen conversations online where people talk about like how many things you can do in one three-day cycle it's like can you help everybody and stuff Mm -hmm. i don't think you can get everybody but you can get quite a lot of them Mm -hmm. yeah and so like yeah just just thinking about how because the, the end credits is a bit of a cop out because it shows everyone that you've saved or maybe even didn't. But save. you didn't do that, like because you do that on the, you know, you did it the first three days. You reset the yeah, times. they're not yeah, actually yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. so you know, it's just like again, it really makes you want to like plan out. Okay, I'm about to beat the game and this is gonna take place. So I guess some of them are like. Like, people are like, oh, I wanted to do this before the world ends or whatever. So if the world's not ending, then they have more time to do that. Yeah, that's true. Like, the guy with his chickens and stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, he can march the chickens himself after. It's fine. They'll grow up just Mm -hmm. fine. Everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll probably all be fine. But (laughs) you could, you could, or you could do it. But yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's more important for you to save the world than to grow up the chickens. We have to weigh our priorities, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Although I really enjoyed marching the chickens around. That was really fun. Yeah. I was like, this yeah, is bringing me joy actively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have no existential questions about marching chickens around until they grow up. <laughs> and those chickens grow up. <laughs> I was like, look at them. Everyone is happy. We're marching. <laughs> 
But yeah, the credits are like all cool except for the sad Deku. Uh, yeah, sun. yeah, yeah. It's also happy. You're like, oh, look, everybody. I hope they're all happy. And they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> no. It's like, damn, nobody fixed that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of time, actually, I with their special uh, transitions for the time transitions that are also sort of existential, where it goes to this like white space, and then you see the clocks all moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really liked the time animation like transition animation i thought it was mm-hmm. you know also disturbing and cool oh oh like when you reset yeah, like time when you or you play the song time. of time oh, okay, 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 or yeah. you play the song of double mm-hmm. time or you play the slow down time yeah. song i still like the song of soaring animation like it was also yes. disturbing though oh yeah yeah there's a lot of tension mm-hmm. in that song it's i i would yeah. play it be like okay i gotta go to this place and i'd be like do i want to go there like i don't know <laughs> but i do like the animation where you get like wrapped up in the wings yeah yeah but yeah, I was always like, I'd be like, here we go, yay! And then it's like, do 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 do. I'd be like, wait, do I want to? I don't know. I'm scared now. <laughs> Every yeah. single time. <laughs> yeah, I like the um, just having one uh, fast travel song too instead of like one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, like for the other fast travel songs in Ocarina of Time, they were like fun. But yeah, I'd have to look at the thing every time because I didn't remember yeah, they were any long of them. And yeah. Fairly complicated. They are. It's like eight notes of. <laughs> Yeah. But one is the song of friendship, which is important, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is the Bolero of Fire joke <laughs> that I really... Song of friendship in Dutch Angles. Yes. <laughs> well, the one with Dutch Angles is when you play Saria's song for Darunia. Yeah. Or oh, not... Yeah, 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 it is... Oh, uh, it's Rudania, sorry. In... No, it's Darunia. Mm. Yeah, I said... Uh, it's Darunia in Arcade of Time. It's Darmani and... Oh! oh I, I messed oh, that up. Okay, sorry. I messed that up the whole yeah. time. I mm-hmm. apologize to people screaming in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> they're very similar names so yes. how dare they have similar names um <laughs> but yeah okay whatever so to Darunia <laughs> but yeah it is nice to have one song and to have like a method where you know like okay there's gonna be one owl in a relevant area and definitely one somewhere near or inside the dungeon basically so mm-hmm. you know you can kind of like anticipate that after the first one which is nice yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you were talking about the visuals of the clock, but and then we kind of touched upon this, but also just like the sound effect and the visuals of the, you know, dawn of the third day (laughs) that, that, I mean, it is very iconic. I mean, I see it all the time and just like, it is a meme. Yeah. But it's also very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as we said, the dawn of a new day is just such a, like, I don't know, because of how powerful, like just the, the normal screen is that, that novel one really just hits even harder. And the sound effects were reused from Ocarina of Time. But, like, I don't think that lessens them at all. It's like the day, the daybreak sound effect. And um, when it's, like, dawn of the first day. I think it's maybe dawn for every day if you're in a, not in a dungeon, I'm not sure. But definitely the first day. And then, like, the yeah, night they this howl. The little noises. Yeah. The little transition mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I like that, too, where it's, like, a, it makes it a little more unobtrusive, so it doesn't interrupt your flow when you're going through a dungeon, mm-hmm. but it still lets you know that time is passing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. They use them again, at least definitely in Wind Waker, the, the sun mm-hmm. rising one. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that I noticed immediately and really enjoyed was the, the different music in Clock Town during the three <laughs> yes. days. Um, mm-hmm. It gets faster. So, like, the first day is like the do 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 do, and it's all very cheerful. Like we're getting ready for a festival, kind of medieval vibe.
And then the second day, it's like, it goes faster. So it's like, it's like probably maybe, I'm gonna say 50% to 100% faster. So it's like almost, almost double the speed, maybe. And then the last day, it's like really, um, it has, it's faster and it has a drone, this added drone in the background that goes like. So there's the, um, the regular, the regular theme, but fast and then this drone underneath, like kind of a siren. And then once you get mm -hmm. to night, I think like maybe six hours before the moon falls, it's like silent but with this kind of like um atmospheric music a little mm -hmm. bit um and if you're in in clock town it's like very very quiet all of a sudden it's very yeah. disturbing yeah mm -hmm. And I didn't like yeah. that the first time that I came back. I was like, what the fuck is yeah. this? <laughs> um, yeah. And the sky yeah. gets, like, dark and... pinker and pinker, especially in the 3DS version. Yeah, and you get, like, shakes of the screen. Oh, yeah, once it gets to the third day. So once it becomes the third day, the screen vibrates every so often. It's whole all day long the third day. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It gets worse later, like, when the moon, when it gets closer to nighttime, but... Yeah, the whole day. So you're like in a dungeon trying to focus on something and the screen is shaking. You're like, oh no, it's happening. It's getting closer and closer. Yeah, yeah it, it feels very apocalyptic. Like it's a really mm -hmm. good... It's disturbing. Good atmosphere in that last day. If I had to pick one word to describe Majora's Mask, it would be disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. It's really cool. Oh, Koji Kondo. Uh, Koji Kondo was the main composer for this as well, who we know and love. And then uh, a guy named Toru Minagishi. Toru Minegishi also had some credits for some of the battle songs. He Ooh. also wrote a shit ton of the KK songs for <laughs> um, the oh, original okay. Animal Crossing. And then I think he came back and did some things for later Zelda games, but we'll see later in later episodes. Oh yeah, he did some things for Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Yeah, so, um, so he comes in later. Koji Kondo eventually becomes like more of a, I think like a high level director in his kind of career path and doesn't do like direct composition as much in the later Zelda mm. games. So I don't remember if this is the last one, but he was, this is probably one of the later ones he was like heavily involved in doing composition for just gotcha. out of, you know, for curiosity. But then his songs are so embedded in the series anyway. They don't go away. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And yeah. also this one had the return of the Hyrule field theme y'all. Except it's yeah. like the terminal, terminal field, terminal field. <laughs> which yeah. we all know is Hyrule Field. Come on, like don't lie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're in Termina, Termina, but no, it's mm -hmm. um, so the Hyrule Field theme is back, and they use it when you clear the temple. There's a slow version where it's like do 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 do, and then it transitions like it becomes spring or the muck all clears or whatever the problem is mm -hmm. goes away. So it's yeah, also repeated there it's too. A triumphant repeat. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is great. I was like, yay, I'm in a real Zelda game. We're riding on Epona. We have the Hyrule Field theme. Like, we're getting it. We're doing it. It's happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you put on a horrifying mask, and then you're like, oh, I'm in Majora's Mask, yeah. <laughs> not in a regular <laughs> Zelda game. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, of course, music is a huge part of this game, both in atmosphere and mm -hmm. in gameplay, as we already discussed many of the, like, you have to learn songs from people. You have the same amount of songs that you did in Ocarina of Time, which includes the Scarecrow song. And some of them are the same as Ocarina of Time. Like, 
the Song of Time. Um, obviously, it does something different in this game where you go and reset over and over again. Um, there's also Song, of, Song Storm. of Storms, which is like called something else, I think. But it does a lot of random stuff. Um, <laughs> it dispels curses. It does. So it actually like <laughs> has a use other than the one mm-hmm. thing that it does in uh, <laughs> Ocarina of Time. And it, so it dispels mm-hmm. curses. It also like gets the water flowing so that you can access the like the house with the guy, like the music box house, mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of different things. It also there's like that side quest with like Flat and Sharp, or it's not maybe it's not a side quest, but the the composers brothers. Mm-hmm. And so you play the Song of Storms, which is Flat's song to Sharp, and then it like you he doesn't kill you or whatever. I don't know. Um, I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. what it does, but there's yeah. there's that. I think it dispels his curse, yes. which is what allows the water to flow yes. again. So it's like everything's vaguely under the heading water. of dispels a curse yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> watery dispels a curse there's a pona song again oh yes there's a scarecrow song which i didn't end up using um but i think it's the same yeah you need it for like two or three heart pieces um the unfortunate part is that it resets every time you play the song oh so you have do to, it every to play you to go play it again you have teach to it teach it again. to the or or you pick a different yeah, song do whatever you want <laughs> and then yeah Okay, so you don't have to remember. It doesn't play a horrible, like, slow, awkward song like it did for me. <laughs> I think you could be, but then you just <laughs> you re- restart it. and do it again. <laughs> That's yeah, <laughs> That's valuable because I was so tired of waiting for it to play. That was pretty funny <laughs> in, when we played Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. So in addition to those songs from before, you have, like, the Song of Double Time, which we already talked about, and the Song of Inverted Time, mm-hmm. which... Song of mm-hmm. Double Time either takes you to the day or the night in the N64 version, or you can pick a specific time in the 3DS version, basically, by scrubbing through mm-hmm. the timeline. And the Song of Inverted Time slows time down by half. Wait, by dub? Mm-hmm. Yeah, by half. It goes half as fast. I really love how both of those songs... Yeah, I really love how both of those songs sound, too. When so you good. Yeah. Just a little bit off yeah. and distorted from the regular mm-hmm. Song of Time. And... Well, it's the same notes, but then for the song of double time, it kind of like the pace, the tempo increases. Mm-hmm. And like Link does this weird little dance while like during the cutscene, yeah. and like it's spinning around and it gets really fast. I don't know it, it, th- that animation. He really kind of cool. like acts like it's kind of out of control. Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. And the song inverted time, in at least in the. Uh, I can't remember if the song like slows down, but the clicking in the the clock ticking in the transition sound, like the sound effect, slows down, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, um, yeah, and like kind of staggers. Like... Yeah, I feel like those songs make you feel really powerful in this game, where you not a lot is like in your control initially. Mm-hmm. Like you have this deadline that's ticking down, but then once you have access to those songs specifically, I feel like it gives you like a little bit more leeway and freedom to do what you want which is nice it gives you like a real sense of agency in the game just like the Mm. teleportation like the owls the song of soaring like you said um we talked about this a little Mm. bit like that i just think it's very tense the song itself is like the the six notes you play sound fine but then like the rest of the song and the animation is like it has this increasing pitch so it goes up in pitch and uh, like tempo a little bit and then you get kind of like wrapped up in the wings and taken away it always kind of like made <laughs> made me anxious <laughs> like we're going to a place and it's like you picked the place like you did everything you had agency in what you did but then and yet you're like getting kind of swooped away and it's a little bit awkward 
Um, and then, yeah, then you have the songs that you have to learn to enter the temples through various methods, like the Goron Lullaby, the New Wave Bossa Nova, and the song Tsunara of Awakening. And we talked about Epona, Song of Storms. Oh, and then the last one, there's the, the Elegy of Emptiness that lets you leave the statues, the horrifying statues that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least is the Oath to the Order, which you learn very oh, early yeah. in the game, but then you don't need to use it until later. I was like, what is this song for like when i first learned mm-hmm. it and i was like what is going on with these like weird giant things in the clouds like it becomes more obvious later as the game goes on but i was like what the fuck is this when you learn it for the yeah. first time <laughs> but yeah so you have the songs again and you have your trusty ocarina that you have to get back at the beginning of the game um and uh the, the music is also represented on staff just like in ocarina of time mm-hmm. um so you have that and there's some musical there's also a whole like side a couple of side quests musical side quests which we talked about earlier but there's the the one where you get the band leader the zoras to like learn your song that mikau was working on with the the bass player um which gives you a heart mm-hmm. piece and then if you perform the windfish the song of the windfish or the ballad of the windfish in the bar then you also get a heart piece you as link mm-hmm. play all the different parts with your different masks mm-hmm. which is really funny yeah yeah um, and the Ballad of the Windfish is, of course, a reference to Link's Awakening. It's yep. not the same song. <laughs> At least it doesn't sound that similar to me. It could be a, um, it could be like parts of it are um, like reorchestrated or something. But um, it, yeah, it doesn't sound exactly the same. But yeah. <laughs> also, all the Zora members are like playing older songs in their rooms when you like enter them. Mm-hmm. Oh, like one's playing that. like the credits theme from the original Zelda, and I think one's playing like the dungeon theme from Link to the Past mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh-huh. And all their instruments That's sound neat. different. You, when you transform, oh, I should talk about this also. When you transform using the transformation masks, you have a different instrument that's not an ocarina. So, like when you're the Deku Scrub, you have um, it sounds like kind of a trumpety sound. You have these little like wood. Mm-hmm. I don't know, growths that <laughs> you could play. <laughs> they look like they're like attached to you. I don't really get it, but whatever, see that. And then you mm-hmm. have, as the Goron, you have drums. And then as the Zora uh, Mikau, you have his sick guitar, fish skeleton <laughs> guitar um, mm-hmm. that you can play, even though you left it at his grave, but whatever. Um, yeah. I'm not talking about... I think bottles. the implication is that the Ocarina of Time is magical and like transforms into whatever yeah. you can mm-hmm. actually play in the form you're in. Can you sing Mikau can't play a... <laughs> <laughs> maybe he doesn't breathe Not with his fish fingers because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zoras are so weird especially if they're like the eggs I was like I didn't need to know I don't need to think about Zora biology like it's already yeah. weird enough like they're like fish people. and then they hatch into little tadpoles that are just like heads with a tail mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. it's only they're only heads with a tail and then so they, they turn can... into music yes, notes <laughs> so they can turn into music notes because they were born to teach you the song to teach the song mm-hmm. to Lulu I was like, what is mm-hmm. what is this dialogue? But okay, whatever. I'm going to go do yeah. it. Like, I'm not questioning it. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's weird as fuck. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like, it's like, so are you going to go, like, get your kids after Yeah, this? like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Yeah, and who's... I don't know. Who's, who's like, the daddy? they just Listen. live in the laboratory now? <laughs> well, apparently they needed to be raised in the laboratory water because the water in the, Zor- the Great Bay was fucked up. Mm-hmm. But after you save it, maybe it's okay? I don't know. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. afterward. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure. What does the fandom think? Is there fanfic about this? There must be. <laughs> Let's see, oh. it's like Ao3 Lulu slash Macau <laughs> post game 
Octad raising baby Zora kid fig. <laughs> I like don't want to know. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> but I thought it was strange, funny. We talked a little bit about the background music, but that's like kind of like the gameplay of music. You use the thing, use your various instruments, or that the magical ocarina transforms as you transform to to um, play your songs to do the things that you need to do in the game. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that there's a lot of uh, it seemed like the background music in Ocarina of Time, like the soundtrack was gen- or in Majora's Mask was more extensive than Ocarina of Time. That was just my impression from mm-hmm. from looking at it and listening to it, but. There are definitely some repeats. So we talked about the day and night music. Uh, Saria mm-hmm. song, a.k.a. the woods theme, comes back. The store theme, inside the house. Mm-hmm. That like, do, 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 That song, inside the house. Yes. Uh, the fairy fountain, which has never changed, I think, since the first fairy fountain existed. <laughs> much, yeah. um, the organ grinder song, a.k.a. the song of storms. Um, yes. All the like sound effects, like the heart container treasure test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah. shooting gallery music is the same. The yeah. battle music is very similar to Major in Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. It's not exactly the same, but there's like similar themes, but it's been like reorchestrated. Mm-hmm. The Goron Village music is the same as like the Goron sort of like village in in the volcano um, in Ocarina yeah. of Time. The like ranch music I think is the same with a Pona song like so. embedded in it. The Marine mm-hmm. Research Lab song is the same. The Icona Graveyard is kind of similar to outside Hyrule Castle when you, like, in adult Link's time. So, like, when you step outside of Hyrule Castle, or sorry, not Hyrule Castle, you step outside of the Temple of Time. So, like, in the Hyrule Castle town, that sort of, like, howling, awful (laughs) music is, like, very, very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, There was some new music, I think, that comes back in later games, which is, like, the minigame song. Um, I definitely remember that in... um, Wind Waker. Uh, we talked about how the Hyrule Field is back. Hyrule Field song is back, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. And then we talked about how the in other places there's like new music, which is very interesting. Um, one that I really liked particularly was the Deku Palace music, which oh has yeah, this like it's like very <laughs> like a medieval vibe. It's like very bardcore before bardcore existed, which is hilarious. <laughs> it has like this sort mm-hmm. of like drum and flute. Yeah, I don't know. It has a very medieval vibe to me. Um, Like medieval European vibe. It was very (laughs) interesting and I enjoyed that. The Oath, the Order has this, like, the giants like distorted voices in it, which is a little bit weird and creepy. Mm -hmm. The Great Bay coast music is, like, super sinister. Yeah, it's really eerie. I didn't, like, notice that at first and then I was, like, hanging around there doing other stuff and I was like, what is this? But then it also (laughs) has a steel drum, which in my mind is, like, the happiest (laughs) and most relaxed possible instrument. But yet they managed to even make a seal drum sound creepy in Majora's Mask. So props to you, Koji Kondo, if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> for making even seal drums sound scary, which is hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> and then, like, I found Mikao's song really lame. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> four notes. And I was like, is this your dying ballad? And it's like four notes. <laughs> like, why are we doing this? Maybe there's not enough. Maybe they just needed space for ram or something but i was like what the f (laughs) give him like a crazier song anyway and then like the gerudo pirate music is not the same as the gerudo valley but it's very similar so it has the same vibe well is it not um similar to the also hyrule castle in like yeah it reminded me of like the older hyrule castle yeah actually i think the ikana castle music reminded me of like ganon's castle coming to the past maybe that's what i'm thinking of the ikana valley and yeah i think i think 
I think I'm thinking of Wakanda Castle, not the Pirate Fortress, yeah. But yeah, that reminded me of Ganon's theme and Ganon's castle from Link to the Past. I don't think it's exactly the same, but it has also has a similar vibe. And the Ikani Valley music gives me, like, all the heebie-jeebies. There's, like, every kind of thing that you could put in it to make it scary. There's, like, chanting, mm-hmm. like, the Temple of Time music. There's, like, shrieking. There's, like, this distorted whistle sound. There's this, like, distorted, like, you know when you slam on the bass end of a piano, like, the low notes of a piano? There's this, like, slamming mm-hmm. piano noise in it. Everything about it is horrifying. <laughs> um, And that place is really scary, so I think that it works, but it's just, like... Yeah, it was a really, really creepy vibe. And I really also mm-hmm. enjoyed the Stone Temple inverted yeah. music where it plays that. Yeah, like, I loved that good. change. It plays the music differently. And then it has the really interesting part, I think, is that it has like what sounds like a sped up like tape noise, like like a fast forward tape noise or a rewinded tape sound that plays in it. Um, like this distorted, like really sped up noise that's added sound effect that's added in it. And I think it's really great and horrifying, but also really great. And it's like one of the only places that has like multiple music uh, for different, when different things happen, except for Clock Town, um, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, those were all the things I wanted to say about music. Is there anything else that you all noticed? Like, I just feel like that overall, all the, uh, the new songs are pretty fucking good. <laughs> pretty rad. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there's, um, I think some of the, the dungeon music, particularly St- Snowhead and Great mm-hmm. Bay are kind of eh. But um, with, um, what's the first one? Oh, my God. The, the, the Diku Palace? Yeah. That was pretty yeah. great. I well, no, 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 the, the actual oh, dungeon that itself. that one is cool. It has... It has, yeah, I think remnants of, like, the um, Forest Temple, how it has, that, like, just a little eerie and, like, the chanting in the background and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that one's definitely, definitely a little... Woodfall. Like, not yeah, not fall. a banger, but <laughs> atmospheric. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's it's really got. Yeah. And then... But, yeah, just, like, all the new songs are so good. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the Stone Tower Temple music, both mm-hmm. regular and inverted. You definitely feel yeah. like... You're... But, yeah, when the first time you flip it, it it's got that change to the music. It's just like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> the whole temple... Or the whole dungeon is cool because it, like, flips and everything, and the music really yeah. adds to that. I thought that, like, the spinning room in the Forest Temple in in Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. was cool, but, like, this is, like, a whole dungeon that's the spinning room. Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool. It yeah. was pretty great. I thought that the one temple that I didn't like the design as much in Majora's Mask was the water one. Like, it is really... It's mm-hmm. a lot easier to navigate, but it's very... I found it very, like, industrial-looking. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the dungeons in all Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are very, like, organic. Like, they look like they're mm-hmm. part of the place that they're in if that makes sense like yeah like the like the spirit temple looks like a cave in the desert that's been like carved and like crafted and like mm-hmm. the forest temple looks like this building that was built in the forest that's been like overgrown like yeah. they all even if there's like a sort of like a or like you know you're inside a tree or you're inside a fish or you're inside something <laughs> like the levels are all very sort of like organic but the one exception i think is like the this like um great bay like temple looks yeah. very mechanical it actually reminded me of like link to the past that like swamp temple where 
or swamp like dungeon swamp palace where you have to change the water levels and swim around and stuff it mm. actually reminded me more of that than like anything else from ocarina of time or whatever it's kind of interesting yeah i like that turtle though i did like riding yes. on a turtle <laughs> and i feel like that's a allusion to like a there's a japanese folklore called urashima taro where he like see it's not as famous as like momotaro but <laughs> urashima taro at least not i don't know probably not to people who don't live in japan but like urashima taro mm -hmm. is a fisherman and he saves a turtle one day and turns out the turtle is like the child of like the goddess of the sea or whatever so as a reward he gets taken to her like palace and they like party so this giant turtle comes and picks him up and takes him down under the sea so it reminded me of that mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of like turtle islands and yeah, yes. worlds and mythology. Too. There's a the little trees on top mm -hmm. of the turtle, like Torterra. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. I also feel like he was also in the um, the melee uh, level. Oh, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so like since I didn't play Majora's Mask until I was quite a bit older, a lot of like my associations with it are you know playing it in Best Buy and then the, <laughs> the Super Smash Bros. melee level. So mm -hmm. it's like when I like get to those parts, I'm like, oh, like I feel nostalgic for them, even though I didn't play them. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, turtle guy. My only association with Majora's Mask is like the image of Majora's Mask. I didn't know anything about this game until we played it, <laughs> which was kind of nice, yeah. actually. Yeah, because I knew yeah, things I about Ocarina of Time. Like I knew that Zelda was chic. Like I knew, I knew that there was time travel involved. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I just knew more stuff about Ocarina of Time than I knew about Majora's Mask, mm -hmm. so it was kind of nice. But then it still felt, like, very familiar, even though it was creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. What were your, like, overall impressions? Cosm, still your favorite game? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I tried to ran play the randomizer, and I didn't like that. But I think the... As for the game itself, in its original state, so good. Why so didn't good. you like the randomizer? Just out of curiosity... I think it's very linear oh. and basically you don't ever have to go back pretty much. Like you, once you're done with um, the the swamp, you really have no reason to go back. Um, once you're done mm -hmm. with Snowhead, there's very little, like you don't need to get something from Great Bay and then go back to Snowhead. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas with Ocarina of Time, you start in the forest and then you come back later as an mm -hmm. adult and you go to the 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 fire temple and the the dongos like you're you go you circle the area at least two times and then on top of that there are things that you have to go back for when you get later items so there's like stuff that you have to wait before you can go back to to get in like Kakariko village or in um you know um, like you can't go in the well until it's like you're an adult or whatever you can't yeah yeah stuff like mm -hmm. that and so i think for that it's you need to come back from you need multiple items that you don't normally have the first time you go through and play through the, through an area whereas with majora's mask it's basically you get the items in the area you get everything you need from there and then you move on with the exception of like some obnoxious things like the the deeds from trading, you know. <laughs> you should, if you want to do which, that, you have to do it over and over again, <laughs> apparently, which is annoying. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, if if you don't... If you find the first one, um, but not the second one, once you reset time, you're going to have to go back and get the first one mm. again. And so I think it just doesn't lend itself as well to Randomizer. Um, I think another part of it is that the Ocarina of Time 
has the tools for it are just so well designed. It's more popular, and, right? So there's some more. It's more popular. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's got the support. It's the the layout's very. It's very clear on what you need to do. It's very great for beginners. Whereas the Majora's Mask one is a lot more. If you don't know what what you're doing, it's harder to sort of see. Okay, what what do I have to do next? Mm-hmm. What, where can I go? How do I approach this? Do you think like Majora's Mask? Majora's Mask has some things you have to do in a certain order, but a lot of it is like non-linear. Like you can get all the side masks, I think, without doing certain things, or you mm-hmm. know, like do you think that like when you play this, do you play it the same way every time? Like, did you have you? No. no. Okay. Well, I, I mean, maybe because I think I do a dungeon and then I, I go back and I like, all right, what are the side quests I can mm. do? Like, I, I circle through the clock town and go a bit further out and then I go to the next dungeon mm. and then I come back. Okay, what what can I do? And things like that. Um, I think just the difference is maybe not remembering what everything or you know, because like, because um, I think like with my impression at least is with Ocarina of Time, it's the same order every time. If you're not playing the randomizer, it's exactly the same. Like, mm-hmm. I guess you can go to some of the different dungeons first. Like you said, you did one of the other dungeons when it wasn't the one that Navi was telling you to go to. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, I did Water Temple before yeah. Fire Temple. But like, other than that, like, there's not a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Um... Compared to Majora's that's Mask. That's my impression from playing it. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you definitely could go through... Like, I think that there is a huge variety in, like, which ones I do first, like, which side quests um, mm. in the order. And, like, there's some that I might forget and I might do a bit later. There's some that I might, you know... So I think there is sort of the... You have the option to come back and do things very out of order, um... But just I think the way I play is I try I try before moving on completing everything I can do. Yeah, um, you're still you. All the side quests like first. Like yeah. it's the, like what you're describing to me sounds like the way that you approach the game in general, the game not necessarily general, yes. like I have a checklist of things that I'm gonna do that I can do in whatever yeah. order I want or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting in and of itself. Actually, I'm sure people play this game very differently because oh yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of like I kind of said before, my also my impression is with Majora's Mask, there's a lot of room for like strategy in like how you spend the three days. Like I never, mm-hmm. I I can understand why it'd be frustrating for people, but I never found it challenging. I just saw it more as like, okay, like I'm gonna have to like prepare that I'm gonna do this thing in three days once I figure out like how it works, once it's in my notebook, or like once I op- open the dungeon, or like once I do this thing, like. You you have to like anticipate more what you're gonna do and like plan what you're going to do. I think mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like I'm gonna go in Sunshine and see what happens, which is what I would do in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I think um, I I think the the frustration was mostly from a just um, poor time management because I didn't <laughs> reset time probably when I should have, and like I was like oh I have enough time to do this because it was like early in the second day but stone tower for example is very mm. long and i didn't know what i was doing and i think i missed a, a fairy here and there and so um i think between that and between um great bay a similar similar issue mm. happened otherwise yeah for the most part it's like okay i know what i need to do um and again being able to skip to the exact hour helps a lot 
and sort of just I have a general outline because I've played it. I, I remember a lot of the mm-hmm. things. I don't know how much you looked up because you had a guide, but playing the first time without a guide, just hopping right into it, I think would be a lot more frustrating. The first like couple, I started to rely more on the guide when I realized I had to get a Pona, and I was like, I don't even know. Like, I didn't even know there was, like, a ranch in this game. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, like, yeah. in Ocarina of Time, part of the first thing you do when you're going sneaking into Hyrule Castle is you have to wake up the guy from the ranch so, like, you know it exists. But I didn't yeah. just go run around Termina Field. Like, I went straight for the... I didn't find Milk Road. I went straight <laughs> to the woods. Like, I found the path to the woods right away. It's not like I went to the wrong place or something. Like, I went in the right, correct direction immediately when I left to go to that, that temple. So, like, I didn't know that that existed. I didn't even, like, think about Epona after because I'm an asshole. But I was just like, yeah. <laughs> like, it is nice when you reunite. But I just, like, didn't care. Like, it wasn't on my mind. And I was like, now I got to figure out where Epona is. Like, I don't. So I had to look that up in a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, sometimes things were just like, not obvious. Like I was like, what do I do with the Zora eggs? And then it's like, it's like, take them back to the Marine lab. And I was like, oh, right. I did go in there and talk to that guy. Definitely should have, I should have known that. And like stuff like that. Like, um, it was kind of the same. Like, I feel like I used the guide the same way that I used it generally speaking in Ocarina of Time where it'd be like, I would try to do stuff. And then I would be like, I know I need to get into the stupid pirate bay but like how do you actually do that there must be a way to sneak in here and it was like mm-hmm. blast through the wall and i was like oh yeah okay like or whatever just you know like <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing where i would try something and then but then like also i think with the added pressure of time where it's like i have to get all these eggs in three days i can't like think about this for a whole day like mm-hmm. if i want to be efficient I think... like i could go back and do it again but we have a recording schedule that I theoretically had to meet that I definitely didn't. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to think about this for like 10 minutes. And then if I can't figure it out, then I'm going to look at a guide or whatever. So I definitely went to yeah. a guide earlier because of the time limit, but I didn't just follow a guide. So I still use well, it yeah, the same but, way. Uh, but I think that's the, that's the same thing where if, if you wanted to try and do it on your own, you didn't have a guide, you want to have that, you know, there's there's a sort of sense of accomplishment yeah. from, for some people for doing it by themselves. If I had a, three years you to get do to, it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, if that's what you're trying to do and you finally figure it out and you've gotten, what, like five of the eggs and you're run out of time, so now you have to turn back time and do it all over again. You now know what to do, but... You have to go through the entire fortress yeah. again. You have to you have open to go all the gates. The, the pinnacle rock yes. or whatever. Yeah. You have to find the seahorse. So, like, <laughs> so for that reason, I think it's frustrating. It's If you have to do that multiple times because you don't know all these side quests very yeah. well, you missed the small window that you're supposed to do something. You failed at saving Romani. Yeah. You, I failed at the very end of Kefi's thing to get the mm-hmm. mask. And so, I, I mean, that's probably the most involved side quest there is so i had to start that all over again and again if it was n64 where i didn't have the option to skip to a specific hour there'd be a lot of waiting and if that's all i had left to do i didn't have anything else that i could have done you know so there's a there's definitely trade-offs that i think yeah yeah so i think i think that that it is it, it can be very frustrating if you don't know what you're doing and um very punishing if you don't manage your time correctly. Yeah. 
And I think that um, a lot of what the 3DS version does fixes a lot of that because you can save. And then if you don't, if you fuck up, you can go back to exactly the time that you saved. You can skip forward to the exact hour. Yeah. Um, but the original game, the N64, where a lot of people played it, and I, probably a lot of the reviews that we had, they didn't have all these tools. I can completely understand where maybe they say the trade-off isn't worth it because of how frustrating mm -hmm. it is. Sure, it might be cool that you have the three-day cycle and, you know, these events that happen, but, like, it's yeah. just not worth it because of the hassle of if you fuck up, you have to do the whole thing. There's, again. like, a tipping point in all games where it is no longer fun. Like, I mm -hmm. can't remember specifically, but there's games where it's just like, no, I refuse to, like, practice playing a game. Like, I don't... Like, that's not the mm -hmm. point. Like, I remember people, like, when Guitar Hero was really big, and people would be like, oh, I want to go play Guitar Hero so I can get better. It's like, I don't care. I just, like, want to have fun. Like, and I think it's kind of mm -hmm. the same thing where it's like, there's a tipping point in this game where it's your... your... like, the trade-off of accomplishing things in the three days can get pretty easily outweighed by not accomplishing things in the three days. Mm -hmm. And, like, you, if you're... Yes. If you're, you know, like, a, not as familiar with the series or you're not as strong at gaming, or, like, you just, you know, you want to explore freely, it's, like, not the vibe that you're looking for in a game, I think that could very, very easily tip off into, like, tip over into being not fun very quickly. Um, I always yes. saw it as kind of, like, I the experience that I had was positive. Like, I really enjoyed yeah. the, like, the concept of changing time over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, like, even if I needed to redo things, it was, like, oh, I have to go make it spring again to do this. And I treated it more as like a puzzle. It was like a puzzle mechanism outside mm -hmm. of a dungeon, which in Zelda is kind of inter an interesting concept because you have a lot of these, like the dungeon is like, you got to figure out like a couple of things to like make the dungeon work. And it was kind of like, you have this meta layer of a puzzle that you have to figure out, which I really enjoyed. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it could definitely be frustrating. I could see it very easily becoming frustrating, especially you yeah. do like a whole hard dungeon, like the stone tower. And then like, and you're trying to get all the fairies and you can't or whatever, like, um, it can become very repetitive very quickly, I think, if you're not careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a game you kind of got to know what you're going into to some degree when you start it. Like, if you're expecting it to be, like, Ocarina of Time yeah. 2, it's not that. It's not. Yeah. It's a completely different game. Mm -hmm. It looks like Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, Walks it's, and it's talks. It's like the engine, but yeah. Yeah, and um, it's on the N64. I do think the game does a good job of making it very clear very early on that it's not mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Ocarina of Time yeah. 2, even though it is the sequel. <laughs> mm. It's a direct sequel, but it's not the same mm -hmm. game. Yeah. So it's not my favorite because it's a little too stressful, I think, for me to like enjoy it on like that kind of level. But I do mm -hmm. kind of think it's a masterpiece. Like... <laughs> it's a very interesting <laughs> game mechanic like there must have been like time based games and stuff mm -hmm. in the past like I don't really know I'm not uh, it was like the I think recognizing the, the place in history of like the original Legend of Zelda game and like Zelda 2 was really easy but like by 2000 when this game came out there's so much there's so much more like video games technology was so much better like but this game I think is it was recognized both for its challenges and um 
you know, like mm -hmm. the ingenuity and like the complexity yeah. of the three day cycle mm -hmm. and doing the same thing over and over again is very interesting or like repeating mm -hmm. it, repeating the cycle over yeah. and over again. Like, there's a fair amount of time loop yeah. games nowadays, but um, it was pretty innovative mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't think there were that many. I think so. Like it and definitely not as like complex, yeah. like. Like, there's so many moving parts that react to what you do. I think that game. that was very important to, like, the directing and development team that's, like, people react to the three-day cycle. Like, it's not like it's just happening. Like, we talked about how great it is that all the NPCs, like, react to the moon getting closer and react to things. Like, I think, mm -hmm. like, creating all those mm -hmm. events yeah. was very important to the concept of this game. Yeah. Yeah, and, like... I... Like, you have dungeons, mm -hmm. like every Zelda, but, like... You have all this other stuff that's happening. Which yeah. is what makes it Majora's Mask, I think. Yeah, you spend a lot more time in the yeah. overworld than uh, in dungeons compared to like other games. Uh, at mm -hmm. least so far, I think they get more of a balance going forward. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's like kind of a masterpiece just because it's a really impressive game. Mm -hmm. Like even without considering the time crunch they were on, which makes it even mm -hmm. more impressive. It's just a really well put together game with a lot yeah, of thought and parts, and it's also like kind of. A masterpiece of mood, <laughs> like it's just <laughs> the, it the tone and mood of this game vibe. is just like yeah, it's like there's nothing else like it. Like, like I said, like it makes me had feelings, and it's like it's just it's hard <laughs> to describe because like nothing makes me feel the way Majora's Mask does when I play it. Like, there's other unsettling games and existential games and spooky games, but there's nothing quite like Majora's Mask. Yeah, I wrote the, my two notes that I wrote in my conclusion section. My notes are. Obviously, we compare this to Ocarina of Time and Existential Dread. Mm -hmm. Those are literally the only two things that I want to talk about. <laughs> it has this, such a weird... Yeah, like, there's games that make you think about, like, life and games that are scary and games that are challenging, but none of them is really, like, the same... None of the games that I've ever played, at least, are similar to Majora's Mask. And, like, the questions that I had... Like, I didn't have questions about the plot of the game, but, like... Like, more like mm -hmm. the experience that I had was like, like I, I brought it up so many times already, so I'm sorry for repeating myself, mm -hmm. but just like pe the way people perceive you when you wear the different masks and like how you change when you wear the mask, mm -hmm. like what is that, what is that trying to sort of like convey? And then like the, the freakiest thing was like the questions that the children ask you mm -hmm. in the moon, where it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know if my friends think that perceive me as friends, or like I don't know if the things that I do make other people happy like that's an interesting question to contemplate mm -hmm. like they're a very yeah it's just a game that leaves you like when you're playing it you're like okay i've done the thing i got the got the freaky eggs and i took them to the place <laughs> and i did you know like i did i flipped the stone tower around and i beat the boss and like mm -hmm. but then afterward like when you turn the console off that's when the interesting questions sort of like come up i feel like mm -hmm. yeah you know it's a game that sort of like lingers when you turned it off. Yeah. yeah. I think um recently there've been some good like psychological horror kind of thing games where like they have similar results. Um I can't think of any off the top of my head, but um but it's, you know, they're few and far between for sure. And um mm. none of them that I've seen have hit the same way that Majora's Mask has, but I might yeah. just be biased. I don't know. <laughs> it was a really good game. Mm -hmm. And a game that I, I, unlike the other games that I didn't finish <laughs> in this podcast series so far. <laughs> like, I don't know. Link to the Past is like, or it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's a good game, but 
I don't really want to go back and beat all those like extra seven temples or whatever that I did, <laughs> dungeons that I didn't do. But this game is like, I would like to actually spend time playing it and experimenting. Like it's because even though you have like the high pressure, you also get to do everything over and over again. So like you can experiment with like going to one place or another mm-hmm. place or whatever, different times. And like, I look forward to doing that, which I didn't necessarily look forward to doing with other games that I didn't like finish when we played them, for example. Mm-hmm. Still not my, I don't think it's my favorite yet though. No, I don't think it's my yeah. Hmm. Well, my favorite when we discussed in the beginning, my favorite was Breath of the Wild. Mm. Oh, okay, it just, okay. Like, doesn't compare. Yeah, I, mean, I think. I, uh, yeah, I think I, in our current running list of ones we played for the show, uh, it's tied with Ocarina right now for my favorite one. They're both with, really good. Uh, Link's they're... Awakening just behind. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then everybody hates Zelda too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I prefer this over Ocarina of Time. I think they're similar. They're so different, mm-hmm. but like both enjoyable in different ways. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's like I kind of think like Ocarina is more like surface level fun. Like you can turn mm-hmm. on and mess around in there, but I think Majora's Mask is a better experience. Like overall, so it's but they're both really good. Think. Yeah. yeah. Ocarina of Time made me go wow, but like Majora's Mask makes me go hmm. You know, yeah. like it's like, like you're like, whoa, I'm going back in time. Whoa, everything's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm saving the thing. I'm doing the thing. Like, I fought the big boss. Like, that's what Ocarina of Time feels like. It feels mm-hmm. like you're like really accomplishing things. And like with Majora's Mask, you're like, mm-hmm. that was interesting. What's going to happen yeah. these three days? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it's yeah. kind of, I yeah. said, um, how do I do this efficiently? Yeah, when we did Ocarina, I said it was like surprisingly cinematic as a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think uh, like Ocarina is kind of like your big blockbuster movie and Majora's Mask is like your indie hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because like obviously I think like the character aspect is still influenced by Twin Peaks. That was sort mm-hmm. of like carried over from uh, Link's Awakening. Um, this movie, the concept of like time doing things over and over again is apparently influenced by this movie called Run Lola Run which is like an action mm. thriller where um, it's like uh, this woman it's like the action thriller version of groundhog day where it's like (laughs) there's you can read about this on wikipedia i can put a link or whatever but there's this like um a task that she has to do um she has to help her boyfriend with this task and like different things happen to her during the day that result in like something bad happening and then the day restarts again and like different things change slightly so it is like this and it happens over and over again so (laughs) this idea so it's it was um the idea of like time repeating over and over again that was used in this game, those eventually like brought into this game, is like inspired by that sort of like indie thriller horror hmm. movie. It's very interesting. So it is. Yeah, it I've is heard like, of that movie, but I've never watched it. So. I've never watched it either. I just mm-hmm. read a summary. It seemed interesting, <laughs> but yeah. now I know what happens, so I don't know. <laughs> I was like, hmm, yes, that is similar to Majora's Mask anyway, <laughs> and then I closed the tab and went back to doing my other research. <laughs> it's a a German movie. Mm-hmm. Interested. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds German. <laughs> the same thing over and over again, and then slightly <laughs> different things happening or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it was a, it's an interesting idea. But like Ocarina of Time is like Looper. Like yeah. you you know, you're going and altering your past as a your fate as a child or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very Yeah. It's a different cinematic experience. Are there any other things that we think that we want to talk about? So I have a theory that so far kind of works, not as well as I would like, 
<laughs> um, you don't have to be right. That's what theories yeah. are for. Well, it's about the the sequence of games that come out. Okay. Um. So, like, I mean, all all the 3D Zelda games are serious and have their dark moments, but I feel like comparatively, right, Ocarina of Time is a, like I feel like a much more bright and vibrant game, a much more lively kind kind of at like atmosphere. Yeah. Um, to Majora's Mask. Until you go through time and then everything's fucked up. But yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, but even still, I don't know. I just feel like it's a little more light. Yeah. And then you've got um, Majora's Mask, which is this complete existential sort of dark themed game. And then you go back mm-hmm. to Wind Waker, which is very bright and cute and happy. Yeah. Um, again, serious Princess. movements. And then Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. which goes back to sort of this dark, gloomy kind of world. And then back to Skyward Sword, which is, you know, again, bright, vibrant, lively. The characters are very sort of animated. And then you go to Breath of the Wild, which is a weird mix. It's, it's like the darkness in it is very different in that it's like just a very lonely sort of feel. Like even the villages, I feel like, aren't alive. You know, there's a yeah, few they're people. Quiet. They're quiet. It it feels like a very it's empty sort of yeah Um, (laughs) what because everyone's dead (laughs) yes i already argued with you once that it's because it's a post post war Mm -hmm. time period or whatever but yeah but Um, also like i think that like similar even to majora's mask i think you're meant to feel alone in breath of the wild oh like yeah you're it's part of the story yeah and so i like it i it feels dark in that way but i feel like a lot like when you're exploring yes it's lonely bright but it's yeah it's bright and you know um uh, so i i don't think it's it i would call that kind of in the middle yeah um whereas i feel like the other ones have a definitely much more leaning towards the, their side you know yeah yeah um but also like, the wild merges the timeline and also the mood line <laughs> yeah <laughs> i um, think breath of the wild 2 is going to be dark though that's at what least I'm based thinking. on the it, it based looks on it. the yeah. yeah the previews yeah. but I think that's um, what the people want too. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> may, maybe yeah, this is in the middle, so they just didn't make that pendulum swing all the way. So then the next one's going to be dark, and then we'll go back to the pattern. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll but, find uh, out when Breath of the Wild two comes out. Hopefully yeah. soon, yeah. sometime. Well, I feel like after um, Breath of the Wild one, it kind of reset it. So Breath of the Wild two could be either way. It's what comes after it that. That, <laughs> that that it's what comes after that that like confirms your pattern or yes. not? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do feel like, generally speaking, Breath of the Wild. Like when I think of like the end and the plot and whatever, it's very much like a redemption story, very similar to Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it definitely leans. I think most of the darkness is in the backstory. Of yes. The backstory, and, and again, I think the loneliness, the, the present sort of, and the loneliness, and the yeah. fact that you. Like Ganon is like lingering, like mm-hmm. everywhere you go, everywhere you go in Hyrule, unless you're at the edge of the map, you can see Ganon mm-hmm. waiting for you. Yeah, and then you see like the that just the the dilapidated buildings. And, yeah, you know. So like, I, it definitely has that. It just doesn't play off of it as much as, for example, Majora's Mask. Right. Yeah. Like, it has that aspect, and it really utilizes it. Whereas Breath of the Wild, you know, it has it there. It's very atmospheric, but it doesn't f- emphasize it so much in the dialogue, which, you know, very light and in that most, game and stuff like that. Most people in Breath of the Wild don't interact with 
Ganon, they're like, oh yeah, that thing, I never go there. But I think the thing about Majora's Mask is like, every NPC is like, what about that moon though? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it's constant. Like you can't, part of, I think part of that like anxious feeling that comes from it is also you can't, literally anywhere you go, you can see the moon, Mm -hmm. everyone's talking about the moon, everyone's Mm -hmm. talking about the carnival, everybody like you and you know what's gonna happen but like they don't so there's also this sort of like dramatic irony mm-hmm. but yeah but like as opposed to in breath of the wild like there you know some people will tell you about stuff like probably cause has a song about about, <laughs> about ganon i think i don't know yeah. but you know what i mean like there are some people who will tell and like impa tells you stuff about the warrant but mm-hmm. but Impa's like the only one so there's a lot mm-hmm. of npcs that are just like I'm looking for a flower. And you're like, why are you out here? There are monsters. Yeah. I really like the, um, this is becoming Breath of the Wild podcast. Now, <laughs> but, uh, I really like the, like, like the different lifespans of the different species and how that kind of changes mm-hmm. how they mm-hmm. yeah. interact with the, like, calamity that happened a hundred years ago. Like, yeah. Like, the Zora and the, some of the Sheikah are, like, the only, they were there. Like, long-lived ones. And so, like, they have people who, like, remember it and were there. And yeah. And then, like, they're the still mad at you about me. Kind of middle, kind of like middle of the road. So some of the older ones are like, oh yeah, as a child, like during the evacuation right afterward or whatever, but I don't mm-hmm. remember the actual thing. And then like the Rita only lived to be like 50 or something. So like none of them have any kind of living memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rivali is a legend to them. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not a real, you know, they sing songs about him and stuff. Like, yeah, he's like not really a real person mm-hmm. that they knew. They all know about um, the current guy. <laughs> I can't remember what his name is. Chiba. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one who you need to get the bow from and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course you know the bird people. I like the <laughs> Yeah, I just said, of course you know the bird people. <laughs> you proved me right. <laughs> I like their, like, music the in the Rito Village. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like Kaz. Who, mm-hmm. can't, who wouldn't like him? Mm-hmm. He's a uh, accordion-playing parrot who sings you ballads yeah. everywhere you see him. Do you think anyone's reunited all the causes? <laughs> you know how, like, they someone reunited all the Beatles? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they, someone pushed all the causes together. Anyway. <laughs> Breath of the Wild talk. Yes. <laughs> it's a preview for next year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'll be approximately this time next year, probably. I think it's, like, summer. Although we're... We're recording this in summer. It was coming out in August or October. Spooky time. Yeah, yeah. This I think this is appropriately spooky for yep. October. And mm-hmm. you got yeah. your Halloween masks. No, yeah. If you don't know a costume, pick one. Yeah. You can be a you can be a Diku. You can be a Goron. You can, you can be like, it. I'm gonna it's like I'm gonna be your dead best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay up all night long. I forgot to talk about how creepy the uh the all night mask is. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. like explicitly says it's a torture device. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like cool, cool. Great, great. Well, I mean, you had like the torture dungeon from Ocarina yeah. of Time <laughs> yeah. that was like, this is the remnants of Hyrule's bloody past. And you're like, yeah. okay, I'm just a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of interesting implications with Econo Valley, too, in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's dead. But, yeah, like, what like war was there? There was a war with a rival kingdom and mm-hmm. stuff and, and you're like hmm i wonder who that could possibly be yeah. in this world with two two lands or whatever yeah mm-hmm. yes oh something i found upsetting is when you wear the uh just one thing well <laughs> something we haven't talked about yet that I found upsetting. <laughs> uh, when you wear the like skeleton like captain's mask oh, or whatever yeah. whatever his name was yeah um and you like talk to the little skull people 
And they'll be like, oh, I did this I thing rest? for you. And they're like, it's, they're like, did I complete my task? And you say yes. And they're like, all right, I'll complete my final task. And then I just die. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah. also the big, the big one is like, will you relieve me of my duties yeah. or whatever? <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess. Like, <laughs> yes. It's sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can finally rest. Yeah. Unlike people wearing the all night mask. <laughs> yes. <laughs> rest. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other things that we want to say that any other disturbing things that we want to talk about? I've because been trying to decide if we're legally obligated to mention Ben Drowned. What? <laughs> the creepypasta around Majora's Mask. What? <laughs> no. You, you're actually not aware of that? It's no. It's like the most famous creepypasta. Wow. Wow. I don't know anything about creepypasta, yeah. except for Slenderman, the most famous creepypasta, yeah. probably. Uh, you have to look into it. I think you would enjoy knowing about it um, would i i don't know yeah okay, but it's ben like it's like a very involved pretty famous fo- podcast where someone used like modified like gameplay and everything like it wasn't just written down like, there was all these like uh, videos and stuff and mm. it's basically like they get a haunted majora's mask oh. cartridge and <laughs> it's a um ha- what is it? arg yeah mm-hmm. and like it uses like the elegy of emptiness statue like following you around interesting oh, wow. like they use a bunch of interesting like modifications to the game to make make it look like creepy haunted stuff is happening all of mm. the photos are just yeah. that horrifying face on the elegy of emptiness thing mm-hmm. and i really yeah want to um, stop it was a big it, thing but... uh, several years ago and probably oh, one God, of the, all the artists horrifying probably one of the most famous uh video game creepypastas <laughs> <laughs> oh why is all the art horrifying why did i look at this <laughs> It's on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. That's how famous it is. It's not even on like meme Wikipedia mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck you know. Know your meme or whatever. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read this later. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember something else. Uh-huh. I mean, we talked about like iconic stuff. Um, you've met with a terrible fate is also another mm-hmm. big phrase. And I remember years ago there was an announcement, and it was just that you've you've been met with a terrible fate, and it had a countdown or something. And we thought it was going to be like a big Majora's Mask remake or a release or a sequel or something. It was very exciting. And it turned out to be a remastering of the music, I think. It was an album. Oh, I forgot what it was called. I think it had another name. I don't think it was just called Terrible Fate or something like that. But it was it was a, um, a music remix or remastering of some of the music from Majora's Mask. But it was a countdown and it was exciting. You know, we didn't know what it was. Hmm. But um, I just remember that that the phrase uh, really stuck out, especially yeah, that there. was used a lot in the Ben Drowned um, series too. Fate. The you've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, yeah. I was looking at pictures and I saw that. And that's what made me think of it. Yeah, when I quoted that line in my summary, I almost said like the iconic line, and I'm like, is it only iconic because of the creepypasta, or was it iconic in the game itself? And so I just took it out. It's I a good line. It's definitely it. iconic. Yeah, I mean, it stuck out to me. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Not knowing anything about the creepypasta or anything about this game. And I was like, mm, I definitely have. I'm <laughs> yeah. a tiny Deku thing, and you took all my shit. My last connection to mm-hmm. my past, where I was triumphant, you've stolen it. I was mad for Link. <laughs> I think that's everything, unless anyone else has any other last ARGs, any other Majora's Mask? <laughs> yeah. There's probably more than one Majora's Mask ARG. I'm sure. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a game right for creepy for creepy pastas. Oh yeah. 
I think there's even just like people talking about like the backstory of like the all night mask and like all that other stuff. It's just like even the backstory is creepy. Like it's not even creepy pasta mm-hmm. where they're like, yeah, you don't about... have to <laughs> yeah, you don't have reach to... too far. No, no, you don't. <laughs> well, whenever there's a meeting, a parting is sure to follow. However, <laughs> <Very> nice. <laughs> that's that parting need not last forever. Whether a parting be forever or merely for a short time, that's up to you. So. Join us November 1st for Oracle Seasons and Oracle of Ages. Yay. Yay. I always look for a good quote to end. And yeah. that was like, perfect, <laughs> mask, creepy mask man. Yeah. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, next we're going to play Oracle Seasons and Oracle of Ages, which are the Game Boy Color yeah. tri- duo. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then finally we can play Wind Waker. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I don't also don't know anything about Oracle Seasons and Oracle of Ages. And these were like a... Uh, like a collaboration with Capcom, so I'm sure it'll be like slightly different and interesting. So mm-hmm. we'll see how mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah. Getting on that uh, Pokemon uh, buy two games uh, bandwagon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them all to cash in for two games. Yeah, and I think there's a to catch them all. Yes, there's a link between them. Like there's things that are different between them. Like if you play them in different order and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can like play one and then do like a linked game of the second mm-hmm. one, where it sort of like continues the story. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, so it will be it will be a time. Does anyone have the cartridge? I'm gonna play it on 3ds. Um, I've got the 3ds. <laughs> I don't know where my Game Boy is, so I'm gonna probably just um, <laughs> play the ROM again. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time for Oracle of whatever. Oracles. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Two of them. Yeah. Bye <laughs> bye. 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 When he comes to his senses again, he finds he's been transformed into a Deku scrub. No. Well, I was thinking about, like, <laughs> yeah, being like, oh, no. And then I was just like, oh, if only I had the soundbite of, like, the Deku scrub, like, getting hit and falling or something. Yeah. Like, that would have been perfect to put in there. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, note to future Ellen, find that on YouTube and put it in. <laughs> you sound so thrilled to have to do that. <laughs> it's because... <laughs> I do this to myself because I'll probably t- play music clips out loud, which means I have to go find them later because I still haven't figured out how to pipe sound from a computer into here. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's all for future Ellen's problem. <laughs> <laughs> but like when he falls, doesn't he just go, doesn't just go, Mew. Well, no, I think he does that little think... like screamy sound. Yeah. And like, then... <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll find it. <laughs> I think he makes the sound when he first gets transformed too. Oh, he's, he's like, freaking out. Yeah. That yeah. Sound? yeah, okay. <laughs> it just came out for the Switch online library in 2022, which is <laughs> current. That was a long time ago. Man, the 3DS, are they, do you think they're freaking, well, I guess they're not going to do any more handhelds because they're doing the Switch. I feel like we talked about this in another well, episode. Well, I mean, I, if they keep this, that, that model up with the next console, mm-hmm. but. Mm. Mm. Who knows? Well, Nintendo does their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They definitely are, like, unapologetically Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm sure there's, like, people like Xbox and PlayStation and whatever, but, like, yeah. they're just computers. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and most of the, like, not a lot of the games are, like, you can play it on a PC or a PlayStation or an mm-hmm. Xbox. So mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, it's not really, like, 
a different console like you can use a different <laughs> controller like i don't know yeah. you know what mm. i mean i don't know that's a rant yeah. it's a hot take i was having a lot of uh, fond feelings for nintendo's nintendo-ness as i was holding my <laughs> stupid n64 controller <laughs> playing this mm-hmm. game <laughs> yeah that mm-hmm. was me last time playing ocarina of time mm-hmm. it is and i was like why do why do my elbows hurt because like we haven't <laughs> you know we've been holding our hands an extra like two inches apart for the last <laughs> since the gamecube came out but like the middle control stick and the side control or the side arm the middle arm and the side arm on the three on the um n64 controller are so close together like mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> but so like, it looks like it is invented by aliens that have like three or four hands like i got a great idea and also it's and it's like pla- this like clear plastic and mm-hmm. my Majora's Mask I have a- I just ordered them I ordered Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time at the same time from a like a retro video game store here my Ocarina of Time was a gray one my Majora's Mask is gold and it has a holographic label mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like this is like peak Nintendo mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty great and then, yeah, like the weird, and then I had to get extension cords and like plug it in and make sure my cats weren't zhuzhing the back of the N64 <laughs> so that it was, the power would stay connected because I never had that problem as a child, but we also didn't have cats. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I had to make sure it was on like a level surface. And I was like, these are, these are the things, these are the times, these are the things we experience <laughs> as children. Nobody walked by and kicked out the um, AV cable, yeah. which <laughs> happened a lot when I was a child. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Good times. So one time in this is only vaguely related, but one time in college, I was playing a GameCube game on my Wii. So I had <laughs> the GameCube controller plugged into it, and I was like, I had it in my chair in the middle of the room, and I was sitting there. And at one point, I do like one of those like instinctive like jerks of the hand that you do with controllers sometimes when you're like really want to make that jump or whatever. <laughs> and my Wii was like sitting on my windowsill, and so I like yanked it back, and it goes like plummeting to the ground. <laughs> That was a bad idea. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing that the N64 Ten- is basically made for children's houses where things get knocked yeah, out. Yeah, Nintendo hardware is hardy, so it was yeah. fine. But I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, my device. <laughs> I don't know if the Switch is this hardy. Mm, probably, probably not. not as hardy, yeah. but still, I think, hardier than its uh, compatriots. Well, I mean, Ben... His cat knocked his dad and ended up. I think, did did his screen end up getting slightly cracked, or was it just I don't a screen know. protector? I didn't hear this. Cause yeah, his his switch was knocked down by one of his cats, <laughs> and so I mean he didn't never uses it handheld really anyway. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. I didn't know that. I'll I'll follow up. <laughs> we know that. We know that the at least that the cartridges are designed to be spit out. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> at least the cartridges are like I remember the um like the PlayStation too, if you set it down too hard it would make the disc jump mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So it's like shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a console designed for children, it's a console designed for people who are like Yeah, gonna put it on a level surface. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, if you put in a CD, where's the fun of taking it out and blowing on it and putting it back in? <laughs> Listen. It was nice to always feel like you had something to try if it didn't work. Like, <laughs> it usually it works. It just doesn't work. You're just kind of like, I guess I'll wipe it and try it again, and that never works. <laughs> <laughs> no. It never works. Although, I remember when we were... This is also a tangent, but when we were in our CD prime, I remember one of my friends in elementary school had a 
CD, and I'm pretty sure it was like Backstreet Boys or InSync. It's the one with the stripes that are like red and orange. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I think it's InSync. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. It was yeah, cracked. The Backstreet Boys CDs were blue. Yes. It was cracked. <laughs> Like not all the way in half, obviously, but one quarter. Like the, you know what I mean. Like from from the middle out across half of the CD, and it still played. And I was like, "How is this possible?" <laughs> I mean, it probably didn't play well. I'm just saying it, it. It turned into thing, and it played music. But mind blown as a tiny child is what I'm trying to say. <laughs>